Welcome to Bridging the Generation Podcast. I'm your host, Malaka Reef, and we are back with another amazing episode now. Before we even get started, I'm going to need you guys to get these likes up. Uh, let's get some comment engagement, uh, support the platform. A lot of dope artists coming on, so I'm going to give you guys the opportunity to go ahead and knock that out right now. All right, excellent, excellent, excellent. Again, I'm Malaka Reef. You are watching Bridging the Generation Podcast. And today's guest, straight out of my hometown, Washington, D.C., we got we got DC ambassador, we got author, urban clothing designer, and this brother is one of the most uh, influential uh, cats that I've met uh, this past couple of years, man. So, you know, this is a good brother coming to the platform, man. He's doing a lot of great things in the community. He's definitely representing the culture. He's repping the city, man. So with all that being said, it's an honor to introduce the one, the only Mustafa Tariq. Let's get it. generation podcast i am your host malak arif and today i got one of my favorite people man one of my favorite people that i've met within the last three years man this brother is an author dc ambassador you know a hometown hero man an inspiration man you know i've had many you know thought-provoking conversations with this brother you know throughout this uh this past uh year man and he never seems to amaze me, man. So with all that said, it's an honor to have to the Bridging the Ger- Generation podcast, the one, the only, Mustafa Tariq, man. What's going on, brother? I appreciate you. What's going on? Thanks for having me, brother. Nah, man. Like I said, <laughs> hey, it is an, truly an honor to have you on, man. And, you know, brothers like you, you know, we don't have, you know, I, I look at you like the OG, man. I look at you like the OG. And when I say that, I mean that and, and as it. it as far as like being that that brother that even brothers myself who's in their 40s man that we can look up to man and 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 and, you know we can you know you give us inspiration man not just you know what you got going on as far as you know your many different endeavors man but as a as a man and as far as like how you live your life man and the Mm -hmm. things that you have overcame so we gonna talk a little bit about that shit man but first of all man i gotta ask you man how's everything going man how you feeling oh man i'm living i'm living the life man i I love it every day i wake up man whether it's cloudy or the sun is out i'm happy because you know you're 24 hours there's so much that you can do you know with those hours throughout the day man I, i love it you know, I my wife laughs at me all the time because she said, you love having activities every day. Yes, I do. You know, I love to have an activity. You give me something to do, I'm the, you know, it it makes you feel good, you know. Nah, nah. <laughs> now, where did, where did, it, where did that, uh, you know, where did that come from? You know, growing up here in D.C., man. Well, growing up in D.C., you know, it was always something to do. Like, yeah. you know, when we were kids, I mean, we just hop on the bus, right. you know, and, and find, that's how your parents were back then. No you know, doubt. they want to see you in the house. You couldn't stay in the house playing no video games or Hell watching nah. TV. You had to get, nah. get out of there, you know. Yeah, and yeah. I understand, you know, somewhat the difference today, 
you know, and, and people are more concerned about, you know, we got some crazy folks out here, some perverts and things like that. But I understand. Yeah. At the same time, we were close knit community back then. No doubt. I mean, you know, the older guys, the older people in the neighborhoods, you know, were looking out for you. You know, so it was less of a chance that something was going to happen. Everybody know what you were doing. You know, if if somebody saw you, right. you'd be all the way across town, and somebody saw you that knew your parents, and That's they would let them say, "Hey, I saw such and such over here today. What's up?" You know what I mean? So. <laughs> nah, that's a, that's a fact, man. So take me back, man. Like. What was, you know, Mustafa like, man, as, as a young man growing up, man? You know, what was, what you know, what did you aspire to be, man, before you became, you know, the the, the, the man that we see today, man? Take us back to like a young 12, 14-year-old Mustafa, well, man. You know, well, what type of young man were you growing up here in the city? Well, back then, um, I didn't grow up with a father, single-parent household. So um, it was basketball. You right. know, I went, we, we watched the, the, the Lakers were my, was my team back then. No doubt. And uh, you know, Magic Johnson, you know, players like that. We would just we just stayed out on the basketball court all day. If you wanted to find me, you could find me on the basketball court. Okay. You know, that's what I did all day, every day. And back then in junior high school, we had direct centers. So you could go in there, you could play basketball side and you go in the rec center, you could shoot some pool, play some uh ping pong. Right. <laughs> it was always something to do. And um and then, you know, that's what we did all day. So growing up in D.C., it was always something to do every day because that rec center was open every day or you go swimming. The pool was open in the summertime. You know, we hang out at the pool. It was just something to do. You wasn't going to find us throughout the day. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, so that's how it was going. And then, you know, once I got old enough <clears throat> to work under Mayor Berry's summer youth program, you couldn't tell us nothing. You know what I'm saying? Hey man, we ain't, you know. Yeah. We, we oh, ain't. I remember that first three hundred dollar check, man. Yeah, we was getting that three thirty. <laughs> it was three thirty five now. You know what I mean? But that was something else because all yeah. we was going to go right downtown F Street and get go to four dudes, go to you know get some get some yeah. tennis shoes. That's all, all we spent our check on is tennis yeah. shoes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I remember that man. I remember I remember those days that going downtown the the Red Foxes and Tiffies. Yeah. And, Cavaliers and yeah, we we could be all day talking about that. So yeah, so, yeah no doubt. That'll you know. take up the whole. We could that'll take up the whole. <laughs> so look, man, like you know, you from uptown DC, man. So no you know, you you know, growing up here, man, you 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 know, have came across a lot of uh, prominent, you know, uh, brothers and sisters in this area, man. Mm -hmm. You know, what was some of the uh, you know the influences? You know, not just in your neighborhood, but just some of the brothers that you have, you, you know, that you have, uh, you know, that you were influenced by, you know, within the city, man. Well, uh, of course, Mayor Barry. No doubt. Mayor Barry was like. Mayor for life. He, he was, yeah, he was uh, the father that a lot of us never had. That's a fact. And I, I can honestly say that. And he always truly had an open door policy. Like I could go downtown and walk into Mayor Barry's office. Damn. You know. And he knew, he never forgot a face. Right. He knew who you were. He knew who your parents were. You know, and he had time to talk to you. He would make time. No if he didn't. <clears throat> no and strangely, <clears throat> one of my biggest influences is a guy by the name of Steve Fuller. He's passed now. He came up over at Southeast. Okay. Uh, I, I know that. I, I know that. Steve Fuller, yeah. back then, 
had, I mean, he was just, you know, he was old, a couple, few years older than us, but he was just always on point with making the city better. Right. And, and, and he was into real estate. So, you know, he was, at that time, he was talking about purchasing property mm. and, you know, getting, uh, you know, being able to rent out to people that were less fortunate for a cheaper rent. He was talking about that stuff back then. And we talking about mid eighties. We were kids. And I still remember these conversations he would have with us. So those two guys, Matt Burry and a guy by the name of Steve, which I don't have any pictures of. I, I wish I had some uh, pictures of Steve, but I can't remember the year he passed, but uh, it was it was hurtful. But yeah, that, that guy really impacted my life no and the way I thought about things. No doubt. Mm -hmm. You know, when I, when I think about, you know, what you have going on especially man the you know your your your, your platform with the uh mm -hmm. the dc decades man the you know the of course you know the the the, the fashion <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah i, I gotta and which we go get into we go get into all they gotta okay. gotta shout it gotta gotta shout it out <laughs> you know what i'm saying you know, um, you know when i think back man did you ever realize like you know that these opportunities man that you have you know that 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 you were able to obtain man through hard work and dedication man did these things were these things ever like a vision when you were young you know not when i was young um we love fashion uh yeah. you know i can't i don't even have an answer to why we love we got into fashion the way we right. did we always had to be fresh and i i do know that i can attribute it to the older guys uh in our neighborhoods they always had it on, man. Whether it was dressed up or dressed down, right? You know, they they whatever they had on, it was neat, it was right. clean. Um, you know, we 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 saw the labels they had on, and back then, uh, it was Azar, it was Azar, it was Azar Lacoste. So we we knew that gator, we knew that alligator. Yes, sir. From the socks, yeah, to the shorts. Yeah. To the pants, to the. Brother. So hold on, hold on. I gotta stop you because you know, like I said, you're OG. You're OG. You're about six, seven years older than me. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so take take me back, man. You know, growing up here in DC, I remember seeing the Izod. I remember seeing, you know, uh, uh, britches. I remember seeing these fashions, man. But I don't remember when they actually hit DC. You okay. Know? So talk, take me back. Take the people back, man. When did these okay. fashions become, you know, very uh, prevalent? In, in, in the DC area, man. Okay, well you mentioned Bridges. I'm gonna get to that in a minute after I finish with Lacoste. So I couldn't, when I would ask my mother to get me something from Isaiah Lacoste, I couldn't get it because she couldn't afford it. So what my mother did do each weekend, every Saturday, this was our Saturday trip. Right. She would take us up to, I mean, I have a sister that has passed now, but we used to go up to, she used to take us up to uh, Bethesda and go up to consignment shops in Bethesda. Mm -hmm. And she would always tell us, we're gonna get you all some your school clothes from up here because the rich people that live in Rockville yeah. and Bethesda would always take their clothes that, you know, they got too big for their kids. I'm sorry, too small for their kids. They would take them there. Right. And I mean, you couldn't tell me nothing. I thought, <laughs> hey, look, I didn't know nothing about no second hand yeah, yeah. back then. You know, I was like, damn, I'm getting something. Yeah, and it was nice. You know, I yeah. could, I felt like I could compete with, <laughs> you know, the older guys that was wearing this stuff. Right, so I could right. put it on. So we would go. And so from that point on, 
we just that that was the thing to do right. the dress that would that's what identified you okay. you know it make you it made you feel like you were part of the in crowd back then okay. you know we were too really too young to really understand that okay. but we knew it felt good when somebody would say oh that's yeah. that looks sweet on yeah. you you know man and so you know i like how you hook that up you know what i mean so back then we it was it was easy for it was pretty much easy for us to hook something up because as long as it matched you know everything had to be coordinated of course like, you know, so, of course. so that's how we got onto that and then right. britches that you mentioned was in georgetown mm-hmm. so once we found out about georgetown you know okay we found out we heard about what stores to go to in britches which started in 1967. i was born in 1971 so britches was one of those stores that we had to if you got something from britches you were considered the the man you know i mean like you wore britches rugby or and, and they had this hat which you know was just out of out of this world if you had a britches hat and you felt like you uh you yeah. know, like what could I compare, compare that to? I can compare that to some red bottoms for right. That, that I know the hat you talk about. That hat go around yeah. for like six hundred dollars. I mean, it's a classic. Yeah. It's a classic. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was, it was a suede baseball cap, uh-huh. pretty much. Uh-huh. It, was, it was it was the thing to have, and it came in all colors. Okay. You know, it's like you know. Back then, it was just so many different stores that we could go to, and you know, the tennis shoes and the fashion was just. And Georgetown was the mecca mm-hmm. for the fashion. You know, everything you you everything you wanted, you could get in Georgetown back then. Right. You know, nah, so we, we yeah, it was like we didn't have a, a need for it. Were malls? You know, right. we had Landover Mall that we used to go of to, course. and then you had you know the shops at F Street down, but. Yeah. Georgetown was the place to be, you know, and it was it was it was a hangout as well. Right. You know, it wasn't just going shopping. You know, you were gonna meet some people, folks, see some folks down there. Right. Just hang out. You know. Uh, that's, that's what's up, man. <laughs> that's what's up. You know. So, so so basically, this this love for fashion, man, it kind of started when, when when you know when you was a young man, just seeing Absolutely. you know the black brothers and sisters, man. You know, back in the day, man. Like I'm, I, I I I see. You know, I go on your page, man, and it really takes me back to being a young kid, seeing the brothers pull up in the 300 ZXs and, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like on Georgia Avenue or Haynes Point, man. So, you know, just being, you know, because we it's, it's some it's some young viewers watching okay. and just just it, it, describe to them, man, what the city was like, man, you know, back in the 1980s, man, because I feel like the OGs like yourself, man. You guys are still preserving the culture, man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, that's why one of the reasons I love your page, I got introduced to you uh, through the brother. Uh, through the brother, he has a page on uh, Macapolis. Macapolis. Yeah, York. that's how I got that's New York based page. Yeah. Exactly. And then I got turned on to you and my mind was just blown, man. So, <laughs> this, you know, to the young, to the young people, man, who don't who's not familiar with Washington DC during the eighties and nineties, man. Just talk about that uh, a little bit, man. What was it like just being a young, cause I was a child, but you was a teenager slash grown man. So just talk, you know, expound on that a little bit, man. What was life like? Well, the difference back then, um, it was more unity per se. Um, I, for one, when I got a little older, 
uh, in my teens, I, I didn't I didn't actually stay in my neighborhood. Uh, I, I knew I knew I had family and I knew so many people. I was able to wander right. in each quadrant no of doubt. the city pretty much. And I took advantage of that. Hell yeah. But I knew where my home was. It was uptown for life. When I say that, I really mean that. Yeah, so man. my uptown homies, you know, they're always in my heart, you know, um, and we we were close knit. Right. So so when you went to the junior high school, you had homeroom class. All of us get in there, and as soon as we get to the homeroom, see, you know, we weren't as sensitive. Yeah, as these, you know, the younger people now. I know. I think I know where you're about to go with this one. Go ahead, come on, let's go, let's go. Let's as go soon ahead. as you, it be seven forty-five in the morning. They about to start find your way. <laughs> you Let me stop. You Let me better, stop. You better not have you. Everything better be right. Yeah, man. Let's put it that way. You from the top to bottom because somebody was going in. Yeah, it was, it was going in on yeah. you, and I'm talking about Joan and cutting, cutting you up. Yeah, right? and you had to have tough skin Very because tough some skin. of those things, you know, everybody couldn't afford everything. Right, right. You know, if you came in there and you had some coal in your eye or a book in your <laughs> or something that you just wasn't aware yeah. of, you got caught off guard. Yeah, it was like this every day. Right, right. And sometimes a fight would happen because of that. But most times, you know, it was just laughs. You right. know, we, it was all love. You know what yeah. I mean? We talk about each other, join each other out, you know, and then keep it moving. Nah. And, you know, it was just, it was unity. It was like, you know, nobody was getting shot or nobody was getting stabbed. You was going to get a fight, you know? Yeah. And that was what it went at the time. That was the three o'clock. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it wouldn't make it to three o'clock, but most times, Everybody knew who was getting ready to fight at three o'clock. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know no saying? doubt. No doubt. So no. It was that's all you had to be concerned about, you know, and we weren't we weren't addicted to any substances. Mm-hmm. Back then, where I always mentioned that that's the a uh, uh, a serious difference between us and that. We weren't smoking right. cigarettes, weed, reef right. we called it reefer back then. Wasn't smoking the boat, you know. You had a few of us. That love that boat turned out, you know what I mean. But most of us, we were too vain. Yeah. We were too vain to even smell yeah. like, you yeah. know what I mean. And we were afraid of our parents. Mm-hmm. I don't care what we were doing out in the street, but when we walked through that <laughs> door, we did not play yeah. with our parents. You know yeah. what I mean. So it's you know those things. You know that's that's what makes the difference. I feel now it's just it's lost. And like I said before, we had a village uh, in the neighborhood, you know, so if your parents didn't know what you were doing, somebody was going to know what you were doing. And we looked out for each other like we would. We had no shame. Like, I'm not going to allow my homie to do something stupid back then. You know, I'm going to say something to him, you know, whether he listened or not. I would expect him to do the same for me. And that's how it was. You know, even with the, the relationships with the guy, we were young, but we had sense. You know, right, we right. knew we knew right from wrong, and we were uh, we kept each other accountable. We, you know, we were accountable for each other. So, I just don't think it's that much of that going on now. Um, 
And one of the things is is because there's no I, I feel like there's no resources and the substance I, I substance abuse is more serious than I think people uh believe it is. You know, smoking weed, you know, people just say, Oh man, that's just weed, nah. Right. You know, because some of that stuff you, you don't know what's in it. Uh, you know, I'm gonna tell people that all the time, man. You know, it, it's just a different day. They're putting all kinds of chemicals, uh, you know, in it that affect your, you know, affect how you think. You know, so it's like a young person now getting uh, addicted to that kind of substance. I just feel like it's crash and burn. Right. So yeah, that that was a major difference back then. Um, and we it was we just had fun. You know, our every day was was fun we weren't concerned about being homeless mm. you know some of the some of the youth now even they you know when I mean, you have a home to you know and they they don't have parents you know at least i had one parent so think about the the young person that doesn't have a parent at right. all you know no, that's a fact you know so it's, it's a lot it's a lot going on that uh you know it's it's not a quick fix it's not a quick fix so you know I, I always say man whatever we can do you know if we can even pull one of them and get one of them under our wing is it's, it's it's a win-win because that right. one might be you know somebody somebody that's respected by his peers his or her um, peers you know so no doubt so look you know being that you know you're og man you know could you could you like, do you remember, man, when like crack like hit the area, man, oh, hit the DC area, man? Absolutely. Like, what was it like, man, to just, you know, just to, you know, be playing with your friends and being around family members? And then, mm -hmm. you know, these same people, a lot of these same people just, you know, become strangers, man. Like, you know, talk about that, you know, in, in, in depth, if you, if you don't mind, man. Like, oh, what no, was no. it like? Because a lot of us, we see the movies, we hear the stories. You know we read the books man but you you were actually old enough to remember right. uh the uh transformation of the okay, city well, so talk about that a little bit man well technically crack hit dc in the 85 1985 um i didn't really get in touch with it until like late 80 summer of 86 mm. um I was all back then it was so much of it you were being offered <laughs> yeah like what you mean explain that you to were being offered. some people may not understand or misinterpret what you're you, saying you so were, break that down uh, well i definitely don't want them to misinterpret i want you to understand this is how mm -hmm. it was you were being offered a package pretty much mm. as a youngin and it wasn't because the the older guys didn't care about you they wanted to see you get money they wanted to see you that in their minds in their minds that was them seeing putting you on giving you a resource for financial stability now did you hear me no, I'm, I'm, I got you. I mean, a lot of brothers may, a lot of people may not understand that. Okay. You know? This was don't 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 mistake that these guys were just, uh, you know, thinking that oh, well, you know, I want to I want to get this young person and young guy in trouble, or I just want to ravage our community. This was their way. The money was coming so uh, easily 
you know, they just wanted, they just felt like this was the way that they were taking care of us in the community. Okay. Not thinking about the impact of addiction at the time. So that's hindsight, of course, now. At this yeah, you know what, man, that's crazy that you say that. And I, and I, please don't forget your train of thought because every, you know, every time I talk to you, man, this is why I had to interview because every time I talk to you and me here, you know, I, I feel like I'm a very intelligent brother, man, but I never looked at it like that. Mm-hmm. As far as what you just said, man, these brothers, you know, they weren't thinking about the ramifications of, you know. At all. Not helping, at all. That's you why know. you get so many now. That's yeah. why you get so many now that are still around. They are thinking in hindsight, what did I do? And they're really genuinely, sincerely hurt behind all the things that it did because they were part of the, they became part of the system that was trying to destroy us in our community. But at the time, underdeveloped brain, you got to think these guys, we were 14, 15, these guys were 18 and 19. Right. You know, so you got to think that they're, uh, you know, scientifically, a full grown man's brain is not developed until the age of 25, like fully developed. So, you know, you got millions of dollars, you're making thousands of dollars a day uh, at 18 years old. I mean, what do you expect? Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. you're not paying no taxes on this money. You, you know, it's just money that you got in shoe boxes. Right. Under the yeah, because you knew, you know, growing up, man, like, <laughs> you know, it was a different, you know, because when I came up, man, and in in, 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 I graduated high school in the mid 90s. Right. So pretty right. much all the the, the, the the main players, man, were pretty much gone by that time, man. Absolutely. So I didn't, I didn't know of any hustlers that was, you know, like young kids that was getting money. Like mm-hmm. Rapel and Tony, look like those, mm-hmm. you know, the big players, the Michael Fraser. I don't, I don't, none of my friends, we, I don't, I knew guys that no was doubt. getting money. No Listen, doubt. Make no mistake about it, but they wasn't getting it like the guys that no. you grew up with. So talk to me about, you know, just knowing some of these brothers, man, the fat Rodney's, the, oh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you, you know, some of these, these major players, yeah. man, yeah. you know, like, what was it like, man, to 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 know? Just for, for an example, man, like a, a, a fat Rodney, man. Did you have you ever you know? Did you ever get a chance yeah. to meet like Michael Frey? No, no, no. You know, so you so see how about some of these now? legends? Yeah, you see how we're talking. That's how we talk back right. then. We were the young. We were the kids, right? And they were just all we saw was Michael Frey was a totally different animal. Period. Like his presence. I have never, I've still yet to see a presence yeah. like Michael Frey. Like, Frey could be, you just, it, I can't even explain it. No, I get presence, it, I get it. <laughs> his presence was so strong and his energy, his energy. I feel like a darkness, it's, I hate to cut you off, but I feel like right. we still have a darkness over the city after from his death. Like, it, it did. It, 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 like it changed yeah. when he passed. And, they, and, and and maybe you see it differently, you know. Maybe people mm-hmm. see it differently, but it just Not, seemed like that shook up the city. It changed the it city did. forever. It forever. did because he was. Uh, that's the true ambassador. He was that's holding. Bad. He he uh, was holding so many things tight within the city in each right. quadrant, and he knew 
all of the major players had so much respect for him. You know, um, I don't care who you name, man, Rayful, of course. Everybody had respect for Frey because he was just a man's man. Uh, he was the, I, I mean, he was the, if Michael Frey would have chosen another career path, he would probably be a senator, mm -hmm. you know, uh, because he just had that kind of power over his people. You know, he cared about the community. He did whatever he could do to make sure everyone was involved, you know, and any beef that he found out about at the time that that he knew would affect the bottom line the bottom line was the money he didn't play around with that so like he would step in right you know and he's you know it's a lot of things that he did that stopped so many wars from happening because it would dc was the murder capital back then but it would, could have been much worse if we didn't have someone like Frey because uh, you know you hear about some of the things that he did but there's so, so much stuff that he did do that you, you just don't hear about as much but you know some of the older guys in his age group can tell you exactly uh, you know what he did he was instrumental in so many things but of course he was in an illegal business right. so you know society is going to say man this is the bad guy right but we knew in the communities, this was our, again, another like Mary Berry figure that was instrumental in our growing up process. So, you know, he cared. Right. He, he actually cared, but he was doing illegal business. It's a, it's a slippery slope. Yeah. You know, because, you know, the people are going to love you. Right. You know, but once the, you know, law enforcement gets involved, and then you got people that are not honorable. Mm -hmm. You know, it could be people that he was taking care of, but they become, they can't handle it. Right. You know, they can't handle the business they chose, so they become dishonorable. You know, with law enforcement in the streets, right. all over. And then once it gets to that point, it's out of control. No doubt. No and doubt. that's how Frey ended up losing his life. You know, so but he's a he's honestly a godly figure in the District of Columbia. He, he's immortal. He's, 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 a, he's an immortal figure, man. Exactly. So he's you know, he's, a, he's been definitely been like immortalized in Washington D.C. Not even just Washington D.C. I've heard his name mentioned on records oh. from you know some of the uh, top rappers. Oh you yeah, know. you know he, you know he was, you know he had friends everywhere. You know, comrades, New York City. You know, the L.A. Uh, you know, he he had a name everywhere. You know, people yeah. knew about him. He, he was just he was just that kind of person. And, and anyone who I've never honestly heard anyone say anything bad about Frank. That's you know what I mean? That but you know, anyone that that says anything bad about Frank, I you know I have to question that person. Right? You know, I've heard it, but nah, wow. this, this guy this guy's presence was. I mean, it's an energy that I just can't explain. I've never, I still never have met a figure like this person. You, you're not the first person, <laughs> like real talk. You're not the first person that said that. Like I've yeah. heard many, many, uh, you know, others have have said said the same thing about this brother, yeah. man. So I had to, you know, when I had brothers like yourself, man, who was actually old enough. Like I remember being a kid, seeing mm -hmm. him, and it's and 
you know, I never got a chance to talk to him or never was, you know, I'm a child. <laughs> but to see to, 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 to see people like yourself, man, who was old yeah. enough to to be in the yeah, certain man. rooms with him and talk to him, Absolutely. you know. So I had to, you know, I had to, you know, expound on that, man. So Absolutely. look, let's let's move along a little bit. So okay. you know, our um I remember we was talking maybe a couple of weeks ago, and you told me, I, and I never knew this, man. Maybe it's not even a couple of weeks ago, but you you were shot, I believe, in like 1991 or 92. Crit, December 22nd, 92. Yeah, talk talk about that, man, because that was, you know, was was that <laughs> like a change, you know, like a change in- Oh, definitely. Point, like a turning point in your life, man. Like, if you don't mind, you know, explain like that, that situation, man, okay. because, uh, you know, I, you, when I look at the type of brother that you are, I just don't see you being in, 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 how yeah, you right. can be in that type of situation with something. You know, I know any anybody, oh, it's open season for any, it could be open season for anybody, but, know. you know, nobody's nobody's exempt. But, no, you know, no. just knowing you, and I, I feel like you just, you're your honorable brother, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, what, what actually uh, transpired with that situation? Um, me, once, like I said earlier, I had access to go to other quadrants in the city, which a lot of us didn't do back then. Like if we were from a certain block where we, we stayed on that oh, block, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? But I all, I wanted to go get the money from everywhere. That's just who I was. And my cousins, my, this side of my, my father's side of the family, um, my cousins, we had a crew over in Southeast uh, back then. Uh, early early 90s uh, and we were just crazy I mean you know um, hanging over Potomac Gardens Waller Place oh. yeah so Valley Green and yeah Valley. that whole you uh, know it's up there every day in the circle that's, that's my and, side uh, back then we had access to all the way all the weapons we wanted and we just felt untouchable at that time you just when you that age you, you know you just feel like you are you thriving off the fear? Right. And uh, we was just wilding back then. And, you know, I did some stuff that, you know, uh, I'm thinking, no, it's not going to come back on me. Ain't nobody going to jump out there like that. You know, so back then, uh, I got one, one, it's always one. There's both. You know, he was younger than me at the time and um, came up, came up on me because I, I had done something, so he was retaliating. Right. And he caught me slipping, came up on me, came up behind me. I mean, right. you know, if somebody chooses to come up behind you, could be outside. It doesn't matter. Like you right. said, they got, the, got the drop on you. And uh, I was with my other cousin, came up behind me. And all I remember, I turned around like this because I heard him. You know how you feel somebody? Mm -hmm. Turned around. I heard gunshots. I woke up in the hospital. Now I found out that he, my cousin died. My cousin didn't make it. He killed my cousin that was with me that day. Um, and I woke up in DC General Hospital and they told me, first they told me, because I couldn't talk. Uh, at first, I remember when it, the doctor told me that we're waiting for this uh, high, you, you know, this highly respected surgeon to come through. Mm -hmm tomorrow whatever so they say you know if you make it through the night because they didn't think i was gonna make it through the night like well, where, where, where exactly did you get I got shot uh right right back here uh behind my ear in the head area and it came out 
at the back part of my neck. And uh, yeah, but it hit my spinal cord. So I was paralyzed. Um, so they said, uh, you know, you're probably not gonna make it through the night. You okay? So my family was in, that's what they were telling everybody. So I made it through the night. The surgeon came and he said, well, "Okay, well, we're gonna do this and that. We gotta wait for no, this." No, hold on, hold on. We gotta slow it down. <laughs> this is a, this is a, this is a lot because me and you we have never had this conversation about know. this, you know. And I was saving it for this okay. interview. Okay. So you're not able to talk. You're in a hospital bed. You're not able to talk, but you hear them telling telling you that you're not gonna make it through the night. Right. Not being able to talk. Not being able to move. I suppose you're not able to move mm -hmm. as well. Um, well, I, I assume you're not. I could, I could blink. Okay. They were asking me to blink for yes, one once for yes, and twice for no. Right. So you're yeah. cognizant of what's going on. What is going through your mind at this point? Take me back, man, because I, I don't know how often you uh, think about this situation, but no, take me back to what was going on, you know, what's going on in your mind at this time. Well, I was confused. I didn't know what happened. I mean, they, tell, they had to tell me what happened to me because I didn't feel it. I didn't feel myself. I didn't know I got shot. In other words, so you know, I was like, uh, "What? What happened?" I'm thinking to myself, "What happened?" You know, and they they told me. Then you know, my mother told me. My sister was there, and I, you know, they were like, and that's when the doctors they would keep going back and forth talking to the doctors, and the doctors would come in and say, "Okay, well, you you know, the next day said so you you know you made it through the night. That's 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 really good." But you possibly won't be walking again. Wow. So I was 21. So I was like, all right, this is, you know, this is the hand I've been dealt. This is yeah, how yeah. I am. This how I that's the kind of person I was. All right, I'm like. So I was in a give up type phase. All right, I'm just gonna be in a wheelchair if I come out of this. Um so I had to trait, you know, I was going each day. I was in DC General. I had, you know, they had to give me the tracheotomy. Tracheotomy. Mm -hmm. um, I had they put a halo on my head. If you don't know what the halo is, yeah, my neck was that. broke. Yeah, yeah my neck was broke, so I had that on my head. Uh, you know, they had to keep flipping me so I wouldn't get back sores. Yeah. You know, I had pneumonia in the hospital, um, so I was really sick. Well, all this time, you was at you was at DC, uh, DC, DC General. General. Yeah, I was really sick for a while. I was a DC general and um I started healing you know my health was getting bad I could breathe on my you know they had me on the ventilator so once I be once I was able to breathe on my own they saw that I was getting stronger better over time and that's when they transferred me from DC general to uh National Re Rehabilitation Hospital that's over there by Washington Hospital Center right. so I was in there they got uh, the VA yeah, they sent me over there um, in January. Still had the halo on, still couldn't move, um, couldn't talk. And uh, once I got over there, you know, they had me in the ICU unit um, for about a month. Um, still trying to see what was going to happen. They just didn't know what was going to happen with me because right. it was still so much swelling and my neck was broke. Um, but they took care of me. And I got better and better and better. So once they were able, once I gained my voice back and I could talk, uh, you know, I was able to tell the doctors how I was feeling. 
Right. You know, and I and I didn't I felt pain, but not as much uh, as I, I I couldn't feel pretty much everywhere, but I could feel pain in some places. I could still feel pain in my neck, but yeah. I couldn't feel anywhere else really. Like with that trait situation, they had to pull it out and clean it and stuff like this. So I could I could feel that yeah. it was like pressure. Um, and I just got better. I was in the hospital entire the entire time for a year. Um, yeah. So, the, so long story short, you know, I had a physical therapist that believed in me. You know, that she just did not believe that. I guess I, you know, by the way I looked, or you know, what I would look at her when she was talking to me, she didn't believe that I was, you know, a quitter. Uh, and well, I now, 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 let me ask this, you know, real quick. When you were in the hospital, you, you know, you 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 mentioned how, you know, you, at one time you had a, you you know, your thought process was like, man, it, it ain't going to get any better. When did you start to feel like, you know, like you're getting mentally stronger? Like, do you feel like you was just well, getting mentally stronger? What what took place uh, during that rehab process that, you know, that that allowed you to start to think uh more positive about to, about this situation the halo coming off so when my neck healed and they took the halo off i felt better i felt more positive about my progress i said okay so you know because i thought i was gonna be in that halo Right. Nobody ever told me I wasn't. Nobody told me that this thing was going to come off. Right. I didn't know any better. I had this thing on my head the rest of my life. Mm. So when they took the halo off and they showed me a picture of myself, you know, it, it, you know, it gave me inspiration. So I had cursed it because the nurses used to take me downstairs to right. physical therapy while I had the halo and I wouldn't do anything. Okay. I would cuss them out. And you tell them take me back up, give me the fuck back upstairs. I don't want you know. I you keep fucking asking me to do yeah. something I can't do. Yeah. You know I couldn't move. So once they took the halo off, you know I started. The first thing that moved was my left foot. Right. So once they saw, they said you know I was having uh tremors. Okay. So spasms. So you know, and then my, my they said okay. Well, you know, the swelling, each time my swelling would go down more, I was moving more. So they, you know, they, because first, in, in, initially I was quadriplegic, you know, and then they said, okay, well, you know, you got some movement, you might be a paraplegic, you know, blah, blah. So that gave me hope. Yeah, and, quadriplegic, that's when, like, from the neck down. It, right. Quadriplegic, you can't move anything. That's like what, uh, what, what Curtis Mayfield and Chris Reed. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. So, it's, it, when stuff started moving, it, it just inspired me, and I turned into a different animal. I said, you know, every day I woke up and said, you know, I'm gonna walk again. And I would tell the home because there was some other homies in there that was in the wheelchairs that was in there longer than me. I said, man, I'm not. I'm walking out of here. Right. You know, I started getting inspired and going down to physical therapy. Blah blah blah. Doing everything they told me to do, and I just each. Each day was uh, motivational for me, you know, once I once I got stronger and then, you know, it was like a rock. You can hear the Rocky music, you know, uh, well, they, what, they, what they call it. Um, you believe you believe in that that uh, 
that term mind over matter finally it and that's why i know you know that's real you know it's once i put my mind to say because you know you could you could accept that you could say if the doctor tells you you're not gonna walk again you could accept it and right. just say you know what that's it and i initially i was like that but once i started seeing myself being able to move and each time it was the swelling that was yeah. keeping because I didn't know what this, what was going to happen after right. the swelling went down to my neck. So once that swelling went, the more the swelling went down, the more I was able to move. Yeah. And uh, it just inspired me. And when I got to the point where I could stand up, you know, because they had to teach me how to walk again, actually okay. like a baby. Yeah. So I, they was teaching me how to walk again, um, teaching me. I had I had to have speech therapy because, right. you know, my speech was messed up. Um, just 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 you know they were doing the in-house things that they do man i walked out of that hospital at the end of 1993 on a cane you know wow, that's crazy that's crazy because <laughs> yeah. uh you know what, what you know that that kind of segue you know about about that kind of segue uh with what i'm about to so what we about to talk about next mm -hmm. and and Cause I remember, you know, as I as I as I got the opportunity mm -hmm. to talk more with you and, and you know, we have some really great conversation. Mm -hmm. I was watching a video. I was watching a video of when the brother uh Benny Lee passed away. That was in nineteen ninety-four. And <laughs> wow, so when I saw you on that video, that was only a year after you being out of rehab. That was uh yeah, that was November ninety-four. And I would have never known, you know, looking at you. Mm -hmm back then i would i would have never known man so you know before we even you know get into that subject man you know after you got out of the hospital man what was your mind like man do you feel like oh you know man. were you like superman man because you know that is a crippling experience i can't i can't relate but i can only imagine man man it was uh it was it was reflection time it was you know because uh coming out of that era in DC, you know, you it's it's you know it's only a couple of two or three ways you can go out. That's you a fact. Go out dead, you get some time, or you get shot up, you know, or something like that. You go, you, you, you go, you go, you go run into one of them, one of the walls. <laughs> you know. So I got. That's what happened to me. Yeah. So I had to think about that. I had to take that and say, you know what, that's. That's what happened to me. I need to take note. I need to learn from that. And I did, you know, so at that point after after that, I was always, always work. So I didn't have a problem getting a job or anything like that. So I went to work. You know, I work, I got I went and signed up for a vocational rehab. So you know, it's like when you got to the hospital, you know, you still healing and stuff. You know, I had to go to um physical therapist still had to go to outpatient okay so i had to get it you know i got a job through vocational rehab government service dc government services and i was going to work and i slipped back i slipped back like in 95 because it was you know it, it, i still had one foot in and one foot out and man, i had so I, you said that, that that fast money man listen it was just <laughs> you know what i mean so i still had access right. and so i ended up doing a stint going back and forth to uh over at sam's place in trinidad 
right off of Montello Avenue. Exactly. I, mean, I, had, I, I was literally, I was, I was, I was, I literally just left there earlier. It was a gold mine. Yeah, I was on Pen Pen Ave. Yeah, it was a gold mine. Yeah, it was yeah. too. It was too. What we call too sweet. Nah, my my my, you know my grandmother lived. On, she lived on Neil Street back then. Yeah. So back then, it was uh, you know, my man uh, Roy Cobb, you know, it, with them hands. Yeah, so, so, so <laughs> you know, rest his soul. You know, he was at the bottom of the street. You know, and he told he. Talk about Roy Cobb a little bit, though, oh man, because <laughs> I've been hearing about this name. I've been hearing about Roy Cobb before I even I even met you. Okay. What so was this brother like, man? Like, I like another. Okay, Roy was. Uh, I've been hearing this name for about thirty years, man. Like, Roy, who, who is this brother? Roy. Roy was um, a no play type guy. He, if he loved you, he loved mm -hmm. you. But even if he loved you, he smacked the shit out of you. You know what I mean? Like he. he <laughs> Roy was uh, uh, a unique character. Let me just put it that way. He um, he just didn't play, but he was before his time. I consider Roy before his time. He was a um, you know, he was a muscle type dude. He was a muscle type dude. He wasn't he wasn't gonna let you allow you to get away with nothing. It, and he loved his he loved his neighborhood. He loved his community. So if you tried to come and infiltrate his community, you was gonna have to see him. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was he was that type of guy. But yeah, he was from the he was from the Trinidad area. Trinidad. Mm -hmm. okay. He got you know him and his it was four it was four brothers. The car brothers. Um, yeah. So um, they you know they were just tight. That whole Trinidad. I love Trinidad. You know I love my homies from Trinidad. They were just tight. You know what I mean? So Roy was that type of guy. But it, and that's what I said when I came down there. I already knew Roy, but when he saw me come down there. He knew what was going on because you know I had I had a connection that he right. knew that I knew too. He said, "Well, you make sure you stay your ass up the street," and I respected that. Right. I wasn't gonna play with Roy. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I don't hey, care. It was, it was boundaries. <laughs> it was boundaries. You know what I'm saying? I just want yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So back then, um, you know, that's how we were. We respected the homies. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Especially ones that we knew was you know it wasn't no middle ground. You know, mm. it was either you you gonna do this or you gonna I'm gonna see you. You know mm. what I mean? So even if you were like that, mm. you know, you you didn't you didn't you you felt like you know you had those people that you respected, you know, at the end of the day. And that's how we it worked. You know, that's how it worked back then. But of course some people, you know, push the buttons. And that's why, you know, you those enemies Rose, you know yeah. that's why it is, that's why you started getting into those neighborhood beefs and stuff like that. How did how did how did Roy uh, pass? You know, how oh, it, um, as, uh, it was a guy. The guy, the guy that killed Roy wasn't even from DC. You know, it was um, you know, I'm say, I don't want to say names, but I mean, I mean, you guys on the detail. The guy, yeah, but the guy, the guys that got Roy killed, uh, you know, from they they. They had a little crew, and they had they, they had to get Roy out of the way. Let's put it that way. And uh, they they got this guy that uh, he was from Alabama or somewhere. I can't even remember where he was from, but he was uh, he was a killer. And uh, he caught he caught Roy. He caught him. And uh, you know that was that's the way it was back then. You know this, this happened in nineteen what? Uh shit. 
90, might have been 98. I could be wrong, but it was like around that time, 97 or 98. Wow. Somewhere around that time, yeah, I would have to look. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that was, that was hurtful. But you know, back then, we, you know, we would hope nothing happened, but we know the road. We knew when somebody wasn't going, was going to go out like that, put it that way. And when you mentioned Benny, I didn't, that was one person that surprised me. Yeah, let's talk, let's talk about this. So this is 19, yeah, the, yeah, fall, yeah. the fall of 1994. I remember this. I right. was in high, I was coming right. out of high school. Right. Um, and I remember reading this article on the Washington Post. Mm-hmm. Um, no, not matter of fact, I remember seeing the news. Like I remember the, the day that happened and mm-hmm. I was like, this is not real. It's impossible for oh, something yeah. like this to happen. Mm-hmm. So of course it was just played throughout the entire week. I remember reading about it in the Washington post and to, to my surprise, like this situation actually took place. Um, I was growing to, um, it was this program that was downtown that I had to go near the police station. Mm-hmm. So I remember just seeing reporters and stuff out there. That's when it really hit me like this is actually real, you know? So take me back, man. Like, talk to me about the, the, this brother, man, and what you think really happened, man, because there's a lot of different conflicting stories. There's a lot of different documentaries, different uh, news medias have uh, printed different things, man. But you was a friend and, and you knew this brother. So, right. you know, talk about the brother, uh, Benny Lee Lawson, a little Benny, bit. Um, well, let me, Benny was brilliant, first off. Um, again, uh, I, you know, I was on the other side of town most of the time. So I didn't get to spend as much time with Benny. Me and Benny reconnected again. At now, now, what do you mean by that? You was on the other side I of town. Yeah, I was, you know, southeast, northeast. Oh, you was on, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, so you straight on southeast. And stuff like that. So okay, we reconnected again at UDC in our night class. And I saw Benny in math class, and it, and he was laughing at me uh, in math class because I'm dumb as bricks in math, okay? I know how to add. Right. You know, and subtract. Right. You know, <laughs> the... the, the I know the basics, right? right. So Benny was brilliant and and Benny had a good uh, business sense because his father uh, was in the business, Mm -hmm. uh, businessman. And um, when Benny saw me in class, man, he said, man, because I failed the test, I failed the test and I showed to Benny and I was like, man, everyone, you know, we got to figure something out, you know, like, you know, I know you know this shit. So he, um, he agreed to tutor me. Okay. You know, I, I said, all right, man, look, I, you know, whatever I can do home, just make sure, man, get through this class. I had failed. I was in, uh, that class was uh, math something. I forget. I forget the name of the actual class. But um, so, you know, he'd come over the house. Like, we would leave uh, class and he'd come over the house and, man, stay up about an hour with me, man, and work on the shit that we learned that night. And, um, so Benny was going through some shit at the time. My mother. Now, how did you? How did you? Did he ever share any of the? Oh like, yeah, yeah. You... he he would tell me what what was what was going on. He wouldn't tell me everything, cause he knew. Benny knew what not to tell me because I was going to discourage him 
Now, what do you mean? Like, like when you say he was going through some shit, you know, like as far as cases, he was, you know, he had caught a uh, weed charge. It wasn't some no serious shit back then. Um, okay. But law, he was law enforcement was on his ass for some shit, and, and he wouldn't tell me exactly what it was. But I know that. Because my mother was um, a practicing criminal defense lawyer at the time, and she, you know, she was Damn, helping. <laughs> yeah, she was helping. Your mom was like a, a, a Claire Hustable. Yeah, she was helping. The, <laughs> she was helping the. Uh, um, she was helping the community. You know, the the neighborhood right, right. That's that's at the up. time. Yeah, so right. so, and that's all she liked to do. You know what I'm saying? So I put Ben. I said, look. Man, my mother, man, she ain't gonna charge you shit for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? Just throw her a couple of dollars, man. She gonna get you because she be knowing that, you know, ain't now we talk. Right, 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 right. I was like, man, yeah. So he, you know, he got my mother had got him out out of some stuff. Mm-hmm. And um then, you know, the streets was talking. Something had happened, and the streets was talking. And what I mean by that is, you know, I knew that Benny was involved in some murders, right? And I said, and so I, you know, I I approached him and this was long before he did what he did. So I approached him and he was like, man, man, I ain't tripping off. This how he talk. I'm not tripping off that shit, man. It's good. Blah, 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 whatever, right? So I'm not, I didn't press him out it's some regrets I have. Right. You know what I mean? So I, you know, I guess, I guess to you, he didn't seem too worried about it. No, he wasn't. And that's it. That was his nature. He was a calm natured person. Laid back. No, didn't talk much at all. And yeah, he was just, he didn't have that. That's why I was saying it was a surprise what he did, but I know Benny, this is what I tell people all the time. It's some people that have that make decisions. Okay, personally, that I'm not going to do no time. Right. Because we were coming up. The, my family on my father's side, that, that side of the family I was coming up with, didn't believe in if we got caught no, doing no, something, no, and we no. had if we got caught up and we was able to shoot. That's what we were going to do. You understand what I'm saying? Like the police, we were gonna shoot at the police. You know, we this is that young, dumb brain, okay, back then. You know what I'm saying? So it's some people that make decisions that they're not going to jail. Okay. And they're not gonna rat nobody out either. So if you make that kind of decision, what do you think is gonna happen a lot? If you get squeezed yeah you go you go try to uh you go you go try to uh nip that situation in the bud you know by any means necessary that's what benny did without compromising without compromising you know who you are as a man and without compromising you know with which you you know as far as your 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 place in 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 your uh community you know he came over my house the night before for tutoring Mm. Did what he did with me for about an hour. Gave my mother a kiss. Says, I'm going to holler at you in class tomorrow. 
Feel me? You was gonna holler at me in class tomorrow. Next day come, I turn on the news later on that evening. Benny Lee Lawson shot up the police headquarters. So you see, I can't, I can't, uh, you know, romanticize, romanticize this story any more than what it was. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to talk to him about that. I didn't get a chance to to even predict that this was going to happen. You kind of regret like not prying a little bit more. Absolutely. Because yeah. I know if I'd have pressed him out, that he would have came clean what was going on and he probably but and he didn't do that knowing me the way that i know him he didn't do that because he knew i would have been able to stop now i would probably be the only one that will probably would have been able to stop him from doing that and he didn't want he didn't want that he didn't want it to be stopped he already had made the decision of what he was going to do now to those who not that familiar with the situation you know Mm -hmm. the brother benny lee lawson you know, he went into the uh, police district, you know, uh, precinct in, on Indiana, Indiana, Indiana Avenue. Indiana Avenue. And he killed, I believe, three, three law officers. enforcement officers. And, and, yep, three officers, and I think one was injured. One, got one was injured. So, you know, to add a little, you know, to, to give a little context to, to what actually took place, um, you know what what led up to that situation you know without going into too many details um, um, the situation is almost 30 years ago well you know we we don't consider we didn't consider ourselves you know how la has gangs of you course. know of yeah. course or chicago wherever yeah. you know we didn't consider ourselves gangs per se you know we just were the homies hanging with each other right from around the same way because you know you know the reason why i'm asking that because when when you watch you know documentaries you know they 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 try to paint this story or or they 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 try to sensationalize that 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 story and you know being that you were a brother that was close to that situation you know i would rather hear this from you than hear this from you know the white media because i know how they gonna do i know how they can twist it up yeah, and if the first thing they're gonna do is make it look like it was this crew. Right. The first in Kennedy Street crew. And that was what by the way, I was in high school around that time. I was in I was in Coolidge High School. Oh, you were in Coolidge, right? I was in Coolidge. So I remember that I used to walk every day, like on you know, on Kennedy Street, <laughs> first Kennedy, like we every yeah, day yeah, going yeah. to basketball and all that, like going That's to Philip. I mean, yeah. Rudolph yeah. play basketball at Rudolph Elementary School. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I, this situation hits you know, home to me because I remember. You familiar? Yeah, I remember. I remember it like it was yesterday. So back when in DC, DC was very unique as far as how the players operated. We were all pretty much independent contractors. You understand what I mean? When it came to doing the things that we were doing, we were independent contractors. We didn't, we could get a package from somebody and we might owe that person. Right. We hit that person off and that's that's what it was. It wasn't, it wasn't per se that we were 
working for somebody. Mm. Or we were part of this game that we all did. You know, everybody was pretty much on their own, but when it was, you know, when it was time- well, you, had, you, had, you had organizations, but then you had what you're talking about. Exactly, and that's yeah, how everybody. I don't. I don't. You know. I hear what you're yeah. saying. And I get it. But I think some of the some of the audience may be thinking that everybody was like that. No, no, not everybody. You, know, you actually did have organizations. Yeah. You know that yeah. that moved and a now, certain way. Even even with that, it still was. Let's say the person that was respected at the top of that organization mm-hmm. still understood when another homie was doing his own thing. It wasn't like if that homie found it, got a plug on his own, that that that, that, that the, the head of the organization was gonna be like, oh nah man, you can't do this. It wasn't like that. I'm just being honest with you. Mm. You know, so whoever said it was like that or saying it's like that, they, they weren't there. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Because it was like nobody had a hold on somebody per se in that manner, you know? So, but when it was time for the homies to get together to do something mm-hmm. and then, and that something involved a violent act, a violent act, they came together. We, you know, you would, you would come together. Even if it was, if it was a fight, it was, you we became a crew that was going to jump you or you know what I mean if, if it was the gunplay involved mm-hmm. it was us against them you know so that's that's that was the, the way that was back then so nobody uh had this big boss you know the new the once you get those names start ringing like Rayful I was just about to say because you know you want some of names start ringing. Right, right. He didn't want that. Trust me. He'll tell you yourself. Yeah. He didn't want his name to start ringing to make it look like he was this big boss. Back then, you know, you were trying to stay under the radar. Exactly. Versus yeah. bragging. With the media, know. they needed them headlines. Yeah. They needed to sell newspapers. Exactly. So you become hot. Yeah. You become hot. Once that person become hot, it's over for you. It's, it's just a matter of time. It's a matter, yeah. It's not a matter of of if, just when. It, it was a matter, once you be, once your name started ringing, it was over. You might as well, you can count your days. You know what I mean? So that that was the difference in that type. Versus a Larry Hoover type situation. <laughs> like with the GDs and all that. I, I get it, man. And the reason what just frustrate me with that, you know, I, I, I remember, I don't remember the name of that documentary or whatever, but I remember I, watching I know, that. I know, I know, I've seen them all. It, it was like, it was like, I've seen like maybe two or three, but one mm-hmm. really stood out. Mm-hmm. And I just did not like the way that, like you said, how they romanticized that situation. Because me being a young, young teenager, I remember being on Kennedy Street and I don't remember anything going on like they were saying like I felt safe I didn't like I don't remember shooters <laughs> and gang activity just all over the place like I felt you know that was the way I used to go to school every day and I didn't feel threatened so yeah again you guys are older than us so I don't know you know what I'm saying everything that took place but I just I didn't get that type of 
energy. Because it wasn't you know that saying? So I'm just like, yo, was I, was I living was I living in you know a, a, a another you know world or something like what, oh, like it was just the way the media portrays what happens, you know, right. and that's why I always laugh when I hit Donald Trump. You know, something Donald Trump said was true, but he just didn't know how to say right, it. Right, right, right. He, he was couldn't articulate himself. Right. You know what I mean? But it is it's 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 a thin line because you knew who everybody knew who was gonna go. Like if you went to a certain block, you knew who was gonna go. You know, it might be three or four dudes. Them three or four dudes, man, going to war. Mm-hmm. Versus might be 20 of them. Oh, I see, where, I, I see where you're getting at. See you what understand what I'm saying? You lost me for a second, but I'm back on. I get it. I get it. I get you it. see what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So, so that's how it was. Like these particular guys were, <laughs> they were about that. They was really, yeah, they was really, but to make it seem like it was this big organization and... <laughs> When I saw that, I'm like, yeah, yeah. come on, man. Yeah, like, that's, seriously. that's why I wanted to break that down to you. And people need to know that, you know, because if we don't tell it, that's why we, I consider what we do, we preserve the culture. I, when I say preserve the culture, I mean all around. All around. Yeah. Illegal, the good, bad, and ugly. No doubt, no doubt. You know? So, yeah, that's 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 that was that type of situation. Okay. okay. And, uh, you know, Benny, man, listen, uh, I, like I said, man, you know, I just, I, that's my only regret, um, not pressing the issue, but you know, I've, I came up, I was raised not to fear death and you know, it's death is a part of life yeah, and, uh, you know, any of us can go any day, you know what I mean? So I just, I was good with that. Once, once I, um, you know, they caught me in the barbershop. I don't know who told them. You know, me and Benny relationship, but they caught me in the barbershop the next day. Down there. Oh, when the 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 news reported. Yeah, they caught oh, me. Oh, because I didn't. I I knew that was like on Kennedy yeah, Street, but like, I didn't. I I'm wondering, like, how did they? How did like how ironic <laughs> that they were able to link up with somebody that was close man, they, to Benny, and it was job, you out of man. all people. They do their job. They do man. their job, man. That's when I knew that well, these jokes don't be playing. You know what I'm saying? And um. I didn't even know that all the details yet when I had the interview. So it was like, uh, you know, and I'm, I was good with uh, what Benny decided to do because I know, I knew, you know, nobody, you know, nobody wants to see anyone get killed or hurt, you know, violently like that. But um, if he, I, I felt like he was the kind of person, if he felt like that was his only yeah. way yeah. out. Of whatever situation he might have been in, I'm good. He's placed it. in an awkward situation, man. A lot of people yeah, can say, you know. a lot of people can say what they would or wouldn't do, yeah. man, until you until you in that situation. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And and you know, I I love the dude then. I love him now. You know, I I every day I think about I think about Benny every day, honestly, because it's like I would what what I think about is because I know he would be so proud of what I'm doing now. No you know, he was just a yeah. proud person. You know, he would, he would, he would be so happy when I learned something. Like if right. he would teach me uh, a, a math, uh, this math problem, and I actually learned it from him. I mean, this dude, man, was like jubilant. You know, he was really happy about stuff like that. So I know 
if he was here now, you know, he would be so, so happy to see me married, especially, um, and, you know, because he would always talk about me, you know, with, with, with the women and shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't believe I was married, first of all, but uh, I, I miss, I miss that guy, man. That's crazy, man. So look, let's let's move. Let's fast forward. Let's fast okay. forward. Talk about what you got going on now. So, you know, a few years back, man, you wrote a book, man. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. wrote a book, man. And, and you know, being being from the DC area, man, and just knowing all the things that you've been through, what inspired you to write? First of all, give give the name of the book. Uh, give us the name of the book and what inspired you to write this uh, write this book? Well, the first book I wrote was I uh, I now pronounce you single and happy, uh, and I wrote that with a uh, co-author that was a friend of mine from from back in the day, uh, and the book what, what inspired me to write that book was in a, a relationship I had had with um, this woman and she had. She just went bananas on me, you know. She yeah. was just, she was really insecure. Awesome. It reminded me of that when reading that book. She kind of reminded <laughs> me of that that movie that had Martin Lawrence in it. Um, yeah. <laughs> that line between love and yeah, hate. Yeah, like reading that, that in a real life situation. I, 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 I was getting those type of yeah. vibes from it. <laughs> so she was. So I mean, am I am I right or wrong? Like, nah, you you right. <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, I was doing everything I could, could do to 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 stop it i mean it had she had started affecting my job and everything so i was like um i got arrested fucking with her you know she had came to my house and um i lived in a quiet neighborhood so one night she had came to my house and she i didn't let her in and she was yelling outside you know banging on the door cussing and shit like that and you know the neighbors ended up, the police ended up coming. Right. Uh, when the police, I, this is why I don't fuck with, and not all of them, I have some friends that, uh, you know, work for the DC Police Department. Right. MPD. But I don't fuck with them. I don't fuck with <laughs> MPD because they some, it is some of them are some shysty motherfuckers. Just straight up, you know, because they came to my house and she sat out there. It was two guys. She sat out there and told them I was a drug dealer and I had drugs and guns in the house. So once they did, they opened the door, asked me, could they come in? I said, fuck no. For what? You going to remove her from my front? They didn't do that. They believed, they wanted to believe what she was saying, what she said. And I'm thinking, okay, her titties hanging out. She got on some dress, titties hanging out. Uh-oh. And you it, know, was they all, they, it was male you know police officers. Some bitch niggas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, all right, this is what I'm dealing with right here. So I was like, nah. And I just closed the door on them. So I had noticed that she left. I had noticed they sitting out front in the police car. I didn't know what they were doing at the time. They were out there for about an hour. These jokers got an emergency search warrant for my house. They came back up there with the paper, knocked on the door and said, we got a warrant to come in. So they didn't have one when they showed up initially. They got an emergency search warrant to come in my house. 
Okay. Came in there. Got nothing in the house, but I do have guns in the basement in a in a uh safe. My guns were in the safe. Now this time you're living in Washington, DC, Maryland. Yeah, so, you know, at this time, this was two thousand uh three. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm tripping. It was two thousand uh twelve. So you know the gun laws, you couldn't have a gun, you weren't supposed to really have a gun. You couldn't have a permit in the house, especially out of the house, you know. So they came in and somehow my, my safe wasn't locked. I didn't have the safe locked, you know, for reasons. Like, you know, if I I didn't want I wanted to be able to get to my get gun. Easy access, yeah. <laughs> you won't be stumbling around trying to look for shit. The motherfuckers right up on your ass. Motherfuckers go in the safe nah. and got well, my we ain't gun. Doing that. We ain't doing and that. Come back upstairs and put me in handcuffs. Mm. So I go to Central Cell that night. Got it rain, a rain the next morning, and I had two. I had me two gun charges. Now the difference with having the guns in the house and outside the house. Lucky me. The felony and misdemeanor. It's, it's a misdemeanor. Even both. I ain't had no. The guns were clean. You know what I'm saying? That was something that you know you would have to worry about or something like that. Like so, that was good. Right. Um, and that's that's what inspired me. We're right in the book because yeah. I, I wanted people to know that you because I want I had I had sworn to myself after that that I was going to be single the rest of my life. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm, that I'm should traumatize me. Yeah, that that was it. Now, how long how long were you involved with this uh with this young lady? Not even a year. It Man. was about maybe six or seven months. When did you yeah. realize like like? Yeah. When did you start seeing signs, man? To you know, well, to, to help to help brothers out, man. To brothers that might, because a lot of brothers, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They kind of like we we grow up, and I'm not trying to shit on ladies or anything. Yeah, yeah, women, yeah. Brothers, brothers, we both got our issues as a yeah, community, yeah, yeah, uh, men and women. But a lot of brothers, man, they see the red flags, man. But they have grew, they grew up with a lot of women that share the same characteristics. Of the woman that you're talking about, so they it's normal to them. I, I meet oh, brothers yeah. all the I meet brothers all the time that they normalize, That's you know, um, they 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 normalize a certain uh, behavior that should not be tolerated from you know. So yeah. you know, to help brothers out, man, what were some of the signs that you saw, man, that made um, you like, you know, that um, you would tell it that you would that you would suggest to another brother like my hey, you know, you should you should. Uh, Popping up at your house, that's a that's a definite red flag. Like if you say I'ma call you back, if y'all would just pop up. Right. <laughs> red flag. <laughs> you know, that's an easy red flag to see. Oh, you know? Hold on, hold on, time out. Tell me. So you would tell her I'ma call <laughs> you would tell her I'm gonna call you back and she would just show up at your house. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Oh man. Um trying to uh trying to make it look like I had a unique situation at work. My boss was an old friend of mine, uh, a girl I had known from when we were younger. We were good friends, but she happened to be my boss. Mm. And her husband, me and him were good friends. Right. And she Thought tried to make it look on. like she tried to make it look like yeah she thought we had something going on and yeah. she tried to make it she got in contact with the husband 
to try to make to try to put it in his head to make it look like we were dealing with each other. Shit like that. You know, and then the, the calls, she the calls over. Like, oh, like she was she found out. I didn't never I never gave her my work number. She got my work number and would call the phone. Like 50 times straight. <laughs> Stuff like that. So you know, I saw I and I was still dealing with it. A fool. Cause I was still dealing with that. Yeah, because we know. The crazy ones have the best. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, yeah. you know, it wasn't. I'm just saying they do though. Like I've been, I've been in situations. No, I know what you're not, not, not as, not as bad. That's real. Close. That's but real. But it wasn't the best. They do got the best box. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It wasn't even that for me per se. It was like yeah, I'm speaking for myself. Well, maybe. Nah, maybe. it's okay because <laughs> it was. Um, it was. I thought I could fix it. I was I, I like, man, you know, I'm, I was trying to prove to her because I wasn't this type of dude at this time. If she'd have caught me early, you know, late earlier in my life, yeah. But I wasn't this type of dude, and I was trying to constantly prove that. And I said, okay, she gonna get over this because she had me fooled sometimes that she was really was really listening to me, and then she go right back. You know what I mean? Oh, so y'all would have like conversations about. You know, let's like, let's why, try to fix why this. Why are you like, doing this? Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm not. You're not gonna catch me doing that because I'm not doing nothing. I really weren't. Wasn't doing that. You know. So, so but she didn't. She didn't. And that, that was, you know, you know what? That was, a lot of people would ask you, like, if if she's, you know, she's acting this way. You know, what led you to to stand? You know, why, that's why that's what it was, and I that's why I explained. I thought I could fix it. Right. Okay. You know, I thought I could fix that, and I couldn't. And um. After all that was over, that's what inspired me to 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 write a book saying basically, you can be married to being single. <laughs> be married, be happy. You don't have to have a relationship. Don't let nobody pressure you into a relationship because that's that's what actually happened with that relationship. A, a mutual friend of ours put us together, and I was single, and I was alright when I was single. And a mutual friend of ours put us together, and this the shit I get into, mm. you know. So I was like, you know, that's that's what inspired that book. Mm. And I co-authored it with a woman who was had the same type of. Um, yeah, was she was she and older, she, younger? She you know. A little older, but um, about a year older than me, a couple of years older than me. But she had the same experiences, and, and we could relate. And we it jailed when we started writing. It jailed, and you know it, it was it was it worked out. Now, how you know? long? Now, now, talk about you know writing your first book. You know, mm -hmm. what's the process like? You know, as far oh, as like, getting published, because I heard it can be. You know, I talked to a couple of authors. I know a couple mm -hmm. of authors, and they took they say, you know, it can be one of the most grueling tasks, man. Um, what is it? Is, to, it put, is to put together, it. it is what you make it. I'm, I'm disciplined in whatever I do, so. There are people that want to just say they want to write a book, right? You haven't written anything at all down. You know, you have no organization. You got a family, blah, blah, blah. You know, you have to carve out. If you, ha you have to carve out some time. So you have to make some sacrifices. So I had, I carved out the time where, okay, we were going to Georgetown on Saturdays and Sundays, Georgetown Law Library. So Saturdays and Sundays, we carved out a time and said, we're going to go up here for four hours or however long each Saturday or Sunday. 
Yeah, you was dedicated, man. Got the book done in 45 days. We got the book done in 45 days because we did that. But if you don't, that's how you can, if you don't do something like that, that's how you can see two, three years go by. Yeah, because that's how most most authors I talk to, you know, that's how long it normally takes. Exactly. So if you don't have, you have to carve out that time to be able to be dedicated to the project. And it was easy. You know, it was easy because of that. That made it easier. And um, we bounced out ideas off of each other and it just, boom, we did it. And that's what I did a show. Um, it got that book got me a show down at uh, Listen Vision on George Avenue. Mm-hmm. So I had a show based off the book, and uh, I was doing that show for about a year. And and me and the that author fell out. The, my co-author fell out. So then I was doing the show on my own for a while, and then um, once. The book had did got to the pinnacle, you know. What I mean, at, you know, I had to, I was just doing the shows. I was coming up with ideas of the show, and then I met my my wife now, and she came on and started helping me produce the show. And then you know, man, we, man hold up, hold up, slow down. I want to mm-hmm. talk about this, man. Like, how did you meet your wife, man? You know, uh, you, you, you know, I see you guys on. I mean, you speak very highly. I love to see uh, black love, man. I, yeah, I, I'm in a relationship. I have a fiance, beautiful fiance. Right, no doubt. And I love to hear brothers. Uh, you know, I love I love black love. I love to hear brothers, you know, <laughs> talk about their women, man. I I, I think yeah. it's great for our, our community as, as a whole, man. So just talk about like, you know, your your, your wife, man. She's she's you know, and, and and conversations that I've had with you, she has played a very pivotal role in you know a lot. And, and some of the things that you have going, I don't know to what extent. Okay. Just go back, just you know, just talk about how. how did uh, you meet so it? this was like um, the end of two thousand, middle of two thousand fourteen. Um, Better do social media. We had a, we had a group. You know, you remember though. Well, they still had the groups, but it don't, they don't seem like they uh, exciting anymore like they used to be. But we had, you know, those Facebook groups, the private groups. I heard about. I'm not. I'm not. Okay, well, really big Facebook though. Yeah, yeah. So Facebook, you you can have these groups and people. It'll be a whole bunch of people that get in the groups and you know everybody sharing stuff that you you pretty much would get blocked if you say it on the regular um, timeline of Facebook. So they had these secret groups and private groups that you go in and pretty much go ham in. Do your thing. Do your thing. Thing. So yeah, yeah. So. uh, I met her in one of those groups, you know, we just, we just hit it off, you know, just communication like that. So this, it can't, that can happen for people that don't right. think. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I mean, I'm not, I damn sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I met my, my old lady through a damn uh, dating uh, site. Like, I think right, they say, no. I think they say 60% of relationships today come from yeah, no, no, dating no, sites, no. you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I know motherfuckers that can't get, you. you they keep, Meeting people yeah, yeah, the, the the regular way and they still can't get a relationship. So, however you were able to meet somebody is whatever. I don't judge. You no, know? no. So, I, I so we uh, we became friends. We can tr- became truly became worked on a friendship. And and when she came to help me, she just was that type of person. Right. Still is like she just jumps in. She just jumps in whether it's something that she's not interested in or interested in. She just jump in and help. 
and she was help. I needed the help at the time uh, with that show to keep the show running, and because uh, I was in a contract, and uh, so she, you know, jumped in, helped, you know, keep help me produce the shows and stuff like that. So, you know, we just when we got together, we was we were just we went through some stuff with other people, and, you know, because I had started. I had allowed, I was the type of person, there's so many long stories and lots. I don't know how much time you got, but I was uh, I, I was the type of person that would allow people to come and live with me. Oh man, you was like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> man. <laughs> That's the type of person I am, so I had let this uh, young lady live with me. Oh, a young lady? Yeah, yeah. Why you, why and you, I, which, why and you, I, which, and I had, uh, I had relations with the, the young lady. I had relations with the young lady. So prior. prior. Oh, for prior, right. Okay. Prior, right. So it was a mess because did your, did your old lady, did she know of this woman? Uh, not at first. Not at first. <laughs> but she still wasn't. We were technically just still brand mm. new, trying to transition from the friendship to a relationship. Man, but I wasn't. I don't I know what know. made you think. No offense. I, I don't know what made you think that was a good idea, bro. It wasn't a good idea at all. It was stupidity. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you know, see, I can admit something like that. So yeah. when uh, when they found out, when when that was found out, shit, you know, the shit hit the fan. Oof. Um, I, I was put in, I was a, I was put in, and, and then this this person because we were just I really was looking out for this person she was uh really no nah, I bad. feel you I, I get it but you she know was, she was doing bad I wasn't even interested nah, nah, I, I totally I get it I just yeah, I wasn't, human nature yeah I wasn't interested in her anymore at all right even if you actually felt you actually felt sorry about her yeah you know, she was had, doing bad yeah. she was doing real bad you know what I mean so um. I looked out for her and then she became, she tried to make it look like it was more than it was because obviously she had plans. Oh, you know man. what I mean? <laughs> and then that's when, boom, like all hell broke loose. I went Your through- gave, She gave shit. you that ultimatum like- I yo. went through some shit, right. So mm. me and the wife, long story short, me and the wife, after we got rid of her, got her out of my house, which wasn't easy. We ended up writing a book about that story together. So me and her wrote a book together, and that's who, how we who both. Who came, who came up with that idea? Well, I, I, did we come up with it mutually? I think yeah, that's we cool. came up with it mutually because we had was saying because you know people knew what was going on, so we wanted to get the truth out, and that was our way to get the truth out. So we just wrote a book, right. and uh, that's when we got into the self-publishing. And you know, my wife is she takes on a project and she learns everything, she researches everything and learns how to right. do it. Now she's so, from she's from the, from the area. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So um that's when she got into well, after we wrote that book, she really got into the business and said, you know what, we can do this. We can start our own pub self-publishing company. Now, do you feel like that whole situation as you guys were writing that book together? Mm-hmm. Um now talk about the what I mean. What's the name of that? Uh, you know, let the people know the name of that second book. That was uh, Labs. It was called Loser Ass Bitches. Okay. Now, do you feel? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's a crazy wild name. <laughs> hey, do you? <laughs> that's a wild well, ass name. Yeah. Hey, yeah. do you do you feel like that whole 
you know, you guys writing that book together, do you feel like that was therapeutic to, you know, as far as that relationship? Absolutely. Good question, because it was. It was. It, 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 when I felt better that the truth was out. She felt yeah. better. Um, you know, so people realize once, once, you know, the people that knew about the situation or what they thought they knew, they, they said, okay, now we in mm-hmm. another side of the story. So, okay. you know, so of course you got, you gonna have your people that, you know, betray you, turn their back on you, you know, and don't believe, which I, I don't, you know, those no people doubt. didn't need to be in your life in the first place. No doubt. But um, after that, that's what, that's what kicked off the Tariq Sphere Publishing Company. Well, I want, and then that's when we got into the self-publishing. And okay. that's that's right. So so right. that is together. You 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 and your wife, y'all have that together. Absolutely, absolutely. That's, dope. that's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful, yeah. man. That's that's a, that's rare, you know, yeah. to my knowledge. I, I I have I don't think I've ever heard a unique absolutely. situation like that when it comes to publishing yeah. and hell, even when it comes to you know um pinning a book together. So that's a, yeah, that's no a definitely doubt. a very unique situation. So look, let's let's move forward. Okay. So again i, I uh, again i met you through the brother mccapolis and you know through that man i have just you done took me down a rabbit hole of just history man yeah. and things that i've known about a lot of stuff that i've known about and things that i I was not privy to when it comes to you know dc so you know talk about um you know your your Talk about you being a DC ambassador, man. Cause that's what I could do. You consider, first of all, do you consider it's a two-part question? Do you consider yourself a DC ambassador? And you know, what do you feel uh what place do you hold as far as you know preserving the culture? You know, how did you well, go about taking like, on that that thing? Because okay, the the, the accomplice hook up, how I uh, got um connected to the Macopolis was because, you know, it's a New York-based page. So, Macopolis had, he had did um, a segment for about two weeks on D.C. I remember that. D.C. homies. So, mm-hmm. I, I noticed the page and I saw some pic- old pictures he had of some D.C. homies and I saw some stuff that wasn't accurate. Um, and I DM'd him, I sent him a message and said, Oh, well, that didn't happen that way, or such and such, blah blah blah. And he man, he really appreciated that because you know he wanted the information to be correct. Yeah, that's kind of like that's like that's like us from DC, right? You know, do a whole no, two yeah. week segment of New York, yeah. <laughs> we, we not go know all the details, yeah, absolutely, like absolutely. So, um, man, we hit it off. Oh man, we hit it off, and like it's so. Um, he was once, once I I, start, I started sending him some pictures that I had, and and I started actually doing the the write up. So I would do the write up and send it to him, and he would just you know add a couple of things, and then so that extended that two weeks of DC. He was doing to like forty five days, and he had some more content. Man, we hit it off, man, and um. He was so inspired by what I did. This was before uh, my homie page, the DC Stamp page. This was yeah, before that. Okay. okay. This was before the DC Stamp page. You know about that page, right? Of course. Now, because I remember, I remember when Metropolis he said, "Yeah, and you need to check out." That's how I found it. He said, "And also check out my homie DC Decades." Right. And so at like, that time, your page was small, man. I don't right. even. 
You didn't so even have a thousand followers, man, right. at that time. This is what happened. So talk, I like talk about he, how it grew so quickly. Well, that's what man. I'm so <laughs> he wanted me. He wanted me to uh, <clears throat> to a DC page, and at the time, it this was before COVID, and so people were moving around. Like we had, I was just busy. You know, I, I couldn't see myself really putting time in on to doing this the content for a page like this. And I knew it was work. So um I just I just didn't do it. You know, I, I, I didn't do it at the time. And then he he was upset with me because DC Stan popped up. <laughs> so what's the DC he got, dope, he got a dope page too though. Yeah yeah so once the once the page popped up he was like he personally wasn't feeling it like he knew I could have conveyed it. And I said, that's okay. Cause you know, he does have some, some stuff that's, you know, I think it's going to work. He don't give DC stamp. Don't give the comments. You have a special unique way of yeah, no giving us a, a commentary. Commentary. So once COVID hit, <laughs> COVID hit and I said, you know, I have some more time to, and I said, you know, I started finding more time to be able to do something like that. And I thought about it. And I said, it's still room for what I could do. And I did it. I just, I just, I, I came up with a, uh, this is how the page started jumping. Because I came up with uh, different segments I was going to do. So the first segment and that I noticed nobody else had done was paying homage to the guys who you knew had the hands. So that's where I started out. I started out with, uh, I can't remember what, how, what I called it, but I, I started out with a segment with doing a, doing uh highlighting guys that had yeah, the hands I remember that. Lewis from back in the day. So that's when I heard about uh, Joe Cobb. Yeah, so that, that was the that first was, time I've ever, I've heard his name, but yeah. that was the first time I've ever put the picture to the name. Cause Absolutely. I remember hearing, like I said, going over, going over my grandmother's house in Trinidad. I remember hearing his name back in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I never seen him. And and that, and that and that's what drew, um, and a lot of attention. Uh, but and I'm gonna tell you about our, our DC homies. We are difficult. Um, it's not as easy for me to get. Like New York, you see all them pictures that the New York pages and stuff. Yeah, man. Talk about pictures. that. Talk about that. They got pictures galore, man. Right? But our homies in DC, the older homies, even the ones that we are, we know hold. They act like you police or something. <laughs> Cause you, you know they holding. They got this thing where, oh man, these jokers, man, it's gonna be hot. It's gonna be yeah, some like hot you police. Like, like I said, <laughs> they treat you like you're a police. What you need pictures for? And I just look, I can't do nothing but laugh out. I understand it. Coming up like we did, but I'm like, yeah. man, you know, you can't even talk to them. The about OG it. something else though, man. It's a, it's a new day, man. It's it's, it's, it's technology. Gonna a, they think it's gonna start an investigation. Incrimin they, incriminating incriminating themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you so need hey young. Hey young, what you need pictures for, young? Like, come on, young. <laughs> so it's hard for us to get images right so i do the best i can with what i can get and that's why i, I make sure i concentrate on the commentary more yeah. because you know we don't have those images 
that to be able to, to to really show you know and i feel oh, i feel blessed i feel you get, blessed. You, you get some pictures but man. i have been, right? i was just about to say you you're selling you, you you're being very modest right now <laughs> because uh i've seen pictures on your page i'm like yeah. where did you like when you had one a couple of weeks ago i'm like where did you get buster rhymes in kennelworth <laughs> bust well oh well okay where the hell? Buster, Buster, Buster sent me. He's the only one that has that picture. So, like, I'm gonna tell you how I got, how I'm friends with Buster because. So you know Buster Rhymes? Yeah, we talk. I got his phone number. So we gonna have to talk after. Yeah. This. <laughs> so the Buster, um, I had before I started Decades Free Nostalgia, but before I started the clothing brand, I had Decade. I called it Decades Vintage Shop. Okay, so I started a page where I could, because I had, I, I knew I had the plugs that I needed overseas. So I, I started a page where I, I knew I could get the, the vintage clothing, the pieces that we used to wear, you know, the, the, the gold tigers, the, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, the holy grail of the Asics. Of course. I knew I could get them. So I started this page where I was going to put this stuff up and say, you know, I can get you this if you want to pay the price. I can get you this vintage item. So I, I did a page like that. And that's what that's, it was I called it De- Decades Vintage Shop. So that hit off. That hit off overnight, Malak. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So like I had jokers, man. I was I was hooking people up. You know what I mean? And even Buster. So that X from uh, Brand Newbie, I'm upset because Instagram kicked him off. Uh, oh. Kicked him off. His page is gone. But so that, uh, asked from brand new being um I had uh, a little boosie manager uh I forget his name um Sean something um but Buster Buster got onto it and I got Buster a couple of things and uh Buster was so happy and grateful you know and so he you know so so he sent me he said man I used to be he was telling me how he used to be in the city. I said nah Buster you wasn't hanging out no DC man cut it out man <laughs> so you know what I'm saying so he's like all right so he sent me the picture to my phone. You know what I'm saying? So I, been, I, had been, I was like, you know he, he know he, <laughs> you know he was a captain. He showed yeah, me picture yeah, him at Kenilworth. Nah, nah, not at all. And he had the old Sergio because he he loved Sergio. He loved yeah. my Lord Sergio's sweatsuits. Um, so I, you know, I had got him one, and he was uh, real happy about that. He gave gave it to his son because that's when Buster was still really, you know, he lost some weight. He couldn't fit it, so he gave it to his son. But um. He um man he 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 loved he loved the page when it was decades vintage he he loved getting that stuff because he 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 know our styles he knows right. our styles so he really he he got both going on with him he know New York style but he loved DC styles he loves how we did it he and he knows the truth I was about to say man he know he know who who he started knows these trends people like him no I'm asking matter of fact I'm not going to say because I don't know but do he know do my question he to know. you does he know. He knows rich. Just like started Sadat, these trends. Just like Sadat X. Sadat X just said I still have his um post on my page where he was talking about DC and when he yeah. went to the black hole. Yeah. So they you know it's a few of them that's gonna tell the truth. You know what I mean? They were there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, but that's Buster. When Buster sent me that I said, man, come on, man. Yeah, damn, this is this now, now do you do you still like you know, now that you and we about to talk about that next because you now uh, you got the DC decade, you know, yeah. DC uh free nostalgia. 
how how is it like balancing both of that? You know, both both of those two different oh, well, things. I had to I had to lay off of the the uh, vintage shop when COVID hit because when COVID hit, I was I started losing my contacts. Uh, you know, guys overseas, man, they 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 just disappeared on me. You know, and then when I did talk to them, they would promise me something, and I didn't get it. You know right. what I mean? I'm still waiting on it. Do you I'm still not, have built? Have you ever have you been able to reconnect with those some of those guys? What the guy that, that get, was getting me the Asics, the Tigers, I did reconnect with him, and he had promised me a whole shipment. Like this guy promised me a whole shipment, and that was uh shit. That was last uh what March? Mm-hmm. Not last March. This March. That was that was oh, in March, and I still you know it's October. So that was still a dope. dope. That, that's a that, that was that's a dope idea, man. And yeah, it kind of remind me, you know, um, the brother Macopolis, he was doing something like a little similar to that as oh, well. He, it, well, that's it's funny you said that because because I'm also know, I ain't gonna lie, I bought a Sergio uh suit from yeah, him about three hundred dollars, but it was it was one of them vintage like original original yeah, this wasn't no remake this the was the, the tags yeah. played in italy yeah i'm gonna I'm I'm rock that drink probably tomorrow i'm gonna show y'all this suit the, that, the that, tag, that. Tag, i bought two yeah. of them i bought two of them yeah. i've been waiting six months to wear this it got the got the got the right. made in italy that's the one yeah. that's the one who put me onto the plugs yeah. he put me onto the plug this guy and he man, he got he got connects out the ass, man. That's, that's who that's who put me on, you know, the, the plug. So that once I once I put me onto the plug, it was no different than back in the day. Okay. It's just a le- it's a legal hustle. Yeah, you, you know, to get, get you get that plug, man. You work the plug. You know what I mean? That's you what know, I mean. man, you a hustler. Hey, what, what, what he saying? Paid it for, man. You a, you a hustler, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brother. That's that's why I can you know I always tell people I can tell the difference. Uh, you know how jokers be talking about you know I think I thought I was a, a hustling motherfucker no, man you know, but shit but not, 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 nowadays you know everybody try to tell you they was getting it this is the social media world but you could tell the difference between a true hustler and a cause from back then to somebody who was just had was, had access so you had access it was so plentiful right you could just be a regular person. Regular, exactly. It's a difference. It's a difference. Somebody give you something. Being a go getter, but having actually having to go out there and get it. My man. Yeah. So you could tell the difference now. Yeah. Because you got to hustle now. Yeah. And social media helps, but it's it's still nah. You got to still be able to hustle. You got to have ten toes down. Nah, man. That's why I respect you so much because you're. But not listen. I respect you so much because I, I can see it. Like I respect your hustle. I mean, hustlers respect other hustlers because you. Oh, no. I mean, you'll show off the chain. Like <laughs> I, I, I be sitting back. How did this motherfucker get get this person on the show? How did he do this? You like, you know, they be saying Tom joined the hardest working man in show business. I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> he definitely the second runner up. <laughs> no, I'm flattered, man. I'm truly flattered, man. I'm age. Yeah. As long as I, like I said, man, I had OGs yeah. like you growing up. I had OGs like yourself, man. Yeah. That, that I just sat back. I was just quiet. Like I said, man, I ain't capping. I wasn't no big time dope dealer. Yeah. I was just, yeah. I was just sat. I just sat back. 
you know, and just watch, you know, just watch the OGs. I remember, the, I remember the Michael Frays. I remember the Fat Roddies. I remember the, so I remember all these guys. And I remember just being a fly on the wall, just yeah, soaking up the, the, the environment. So when I look at your page, man, it just takes me back to those times, man. It just, you know, that time of the city, man, when, it, when the city had soul, man. So it's like, I, 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 I can't go a day without hopping on your page, man, to see what you're posting, man, because it, it, I, I love the way, like I said, man, I feel like you are, people say Tony Lewis Jr., um, but I have to say, man, you are like one of the true uh, DC ambassadors, man, in every sense of the word, I, you know, because I, I love what you got and going. I, I, consider and, myself, I consider myself a curator. No doubt. That's what I, call, that's what I like to call myself a curator because... We, we actually, if we don't do it, who will? Because we actually have to preserve the culture. And that's why I love, I got a lot of New York uh, followers on my page. And I love the debates that we get into. It's healthy. You know, some of them get out of control. But I always say the pictures don't lie. The pictures don't lie. Yeah, I got into a couple once, of little yeah, once, on, on once, your page. Once, once you providing an image you know they have to try to turn their story around because yeah, yeah. i haven't i have yet honestly gotta i have wave, yet to see wave the white them, flag i have yet to see them provide a picture or image of all this shit that y'all was claiming they was wearing or they started new balance <laughs> we don't even want to go there. New Balance, yo, stop it, man. Stop it. Going, you know, I heard Jim Jones. Jim Jones talk about last week. I don't care what y'all DC like. Stop it. He knew what he was doing. I said that's why I said I just believe. I posted. I said, man, I just think Jim Jim Jones. He requires our attention sometimes. He, he get. He they were not. <laughs> Rammers in New York was not wearing New Balance. I don't even, They was not even wearing New Balance in the nineties. But think about this, Malak. If what are you talking about? Media, if it wasn't for social media, they'd still be saying it today. Show the pictures. They'd still be. they still Show be the saying. pictures. That's why you know social media is a gift. I mean, you can you can end it. You can, like you said, you can put it to rest. <laughs> Show the pictures of 1987, 88, 89, 91. Absolutely. You know, because we can show we can show pictures all day. Even like I said, we we, we was having this conversation. Um on the phone a couple of days ago about the Air Force Ones. Yep. Show the pictures of guys in deep in New York wearing Air Force Ones in yep. 1985, 
one thing about us is we have love. We automatically love. It's just it's a lot of us that don't. We just don't subscribe to that hate right. thing. We want we want to see jokers fresh. Right. Jokers winning, man. You know we give comp we compliment. Like you know what I'm saying. If, these, if New York started something, I'm gonna say New York started that. I'm not wow. gonna try to take the credit knowing that we didn't and say we right. did that why mm-hmm. you know <laughs> why would i it do ain't that, that serious in the series <laughs> it ain't that serious so look man you got the you know i want to i want to talk about the, the clothing line man because this okay. is very this is this is dope man like how you even put this thing together man i think it's a very uh interesting story man and i would love you to share share it man because just having this conversation and one of another one of our legendary conversations man you just telling me how you put it together man i feel like that inspired me (laughs) as far as what i got going on and i feel like it would inspire others man if you can you know share you know how did you come about you know starting this whole you know the the the, the free nostalgia clothing brand talk about that a little bit okay so again the wife she surprised me for my birthday. I was talking to her about uh, my inspiration for doing it. Um, and it's, the brand is actually a tribute to the styles that we were wearing. We we adopted, and I was explaining to a New York cat uh, the other day, that we adopted that, that the look that we came up with uh, as far as the sporty look came from the tennis players. Okay, so Bijan Borg, John uh, McEnroe, you know, these, these tennis players, Arthur Ashe, Andre Agassi, and <laughs> the Fila, yeah. the Sergio Dacchini, the Head, the Elise, the Lecoq Sportif. All these brands is where we that was available in Georgetown. Mm-hmm. The store is called Racket and Jaw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it was running. It was running and tennis for us. Mm-hmm. So the running was Moss Brown, Bill Rogers, Saucony. Ooh, I used to always call, I used to call him Saucony. A lot of people still do. This was where our styles came from back then. So that's where that fresh, it, it was a fresh look. It was clean, clean white tennis shoes, the socks, the shorts, pants, sweatsuits, and things like that. That's where that look came from. Nobody else, yeah. and I can, I know this, nobody else was doing that look as far as in the hood. It was a preppy, and then, and then, and then we mixed that in with the preppy. Right. Look, that's where Britches came in at. Because Britches was a preppy look. Look, and, look, and then came Ralph. And then came Ralph Lauren. Now I, okay. I want to piggyback off before you before you say anything I, I, I just want to piggyback. Ahead. I want to piggyback on what you just said. Cause I interviewed Mark Gordon, and that's the homie. I, I talked to okay. him. Okay, yeah, yeah, no doubt. All the time. Mark Gordon from uh Levert. Okay. He was telling me that in 1986, the first place they played uh before Casanova, I think this one, like right before that album came out, their first time uh, playing and performing in DC was at the old Chapter Three. Okay, okay. He said they went to perform in the Chapter Three and they he seen all the 
the hustlers and they had the Sergio Tacchini sweatsuits and all of that. And he said that's where they went on the next album cover. <laughs> If you look at the album cover, yeah, yeah, so I it's cool. That white album color, they got the Sergio Tacchini yep. sweatsuits on with the sneakers. Yep. That's yep. where they got that from when they came to DC and they seen Absolutely. like our flavor. So Absolutely. they took that back to Cleveland and they said the brothers in Cleveland was, dre was dressing like that. Yep. So yep. that's just, you know, I had so to that's share where that. that. That's where that look came from. And like I said at the beginning, the origin to me, was Isaiah Lacoste, and that was still that tennis look. That was still that preppy tennis look. You know, the putting our sweater over and tying our sweater in the front and having it over our shoulders. That, that was our look. New York wasn't doing that. Nah, Nobody yeah. really wasn't doing that. LA wasn't. That's what we were doing in the hood, right? So fast forward. It was so many, these designers were out at the same time. This thing about all these designers was out, were out at the same time and they all were winning at the same time, right? Because they had so many, they, I mean, they were just designing so much yeah. stuff. We had so much stuff to choose from, you know what I mean? And so those designs were still stuck in my head and the way things fit us and how it looked on us. Right. You know, we we just we just fell in love with those looks, and was what what inspired decades free nostalgia was exactly what it says it is. It's free nostalgia because I my mission is to continue reviving these looks that we had, and for people to you can see if you see somebody in that outfit, it's free nostalgia, right? From these decades. You know, I can try to go as far as back to the 60s okay. if okay. I can. 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. You know, I want to, the sky's the limit. And I'm, right. I just feel like I have so much to work with and so many ideas. And that's what the creativity is just booming because I just want to add, uh, you know, a hint of, right. you know, the trends now with that and still have that same nostalgic feel to it. Right. So that's, yeah. that's what inspired that's you know what I mean? So, and, and, and my wife surprised me a couple of years ago with a birthday gift of a sketch of something I had explained to her that I wanted to do. And it was the first sketch I had of actually seeing, you know, seeing what I could do with this. And it took me two more years to actually put that in production. Wow. And then boom, that's when the first piece came out after uh you know when i was able to do that so I, that that's how it that's how that happened man so now you know like i said man every time i turn around man i'm seeing new pieces man you had you know a lot of the pieces are uh uh limited you know yeah and yeah and, that, and i, I want to do collections um i don't want to do fast fashion per se because i want these collections to be cherished right um you know and 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 you know, of course, later on down the line, if something is just in demand, you know, I, I probably could reproduce it. But at, at this time, I just want these special collections so people can really be proud of right. this time capsule. Right. You know, it's a, a small quantity of this time capsule that, that you can enjoy, you know, and, and later on, if I get to the point where I just want to, you know, dibble and dab 
with a, a whole bunch of th different things at one time. I, I yeah. you know, I'll see how that works. But I, I love the way, uh, you know, we we, we roll out. We yeah, roll got um, you know, like I said, we got a lot of legendary um urban, you oh, know, no clo doubt. clothing clothing uh you know designs uh here in the city. You know from. No you know, uh, we all won madness. Oh man! You know, um, Soviato. I can go. I can go on. And oh on man! And you on know, they go on. down. To, uh, you yeah. know, TP. And yeah, that's dude, why. I, exactly. And I, those all, all love, man. Have so much respect for all of them because, and especially, you know, me being from uptown. Of course, I'm gonna be biased towards madness. You of know, course. it's madness. Yeah, madness. Yeah. <laughs> that's our uptown thing. But honestly, I just feel like madness. Which is they just were trailblazers, right. you know? They were trailblazers because they, the quality and 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 what they put out, you know. And it, of course, the bucket hat is, is the classic, you know, iconic madness piece. I mean, the hat everybody had the hat with it, with you know, with the letters. We had our names on them. Go to Kings and Men, you know. Mm -hmm. Slouch socks. It, it, it was a beautiful time, you know, and. Was you, was, I, you a, was you a slop? Was you a slop sock dude? Uh, I wore slop socks, but you know, I had, I got a picture. Uh, matter of fact, that I had posted, I had someone with the uh, Jordan twos <laughs> on one. On, uh, I got it on the page. I had the Jordan two when man, I first got the Jordan twos. Hate, I had my hate on the Georgia, the Jordan twos, man. <laughs> I love them. Those my in my top five. You know what I love, hey, man, I love the Jordan twos. I get a lot of flack. I get a lot of flack for putting the Jordan twos. Oh yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, I get a lot of flack. You got to be crazy. Yeah. Man, see, we see, you know, every, you know, everybody, everything ain't for everybody. Exactly. You gotta, that's, you, that's all yeah. you can say. That's what no, I've been telling some people, man. If you don't know how to just just say you don't know how to just say you don't know how to, you know what I'm saying, how to rock it. Just say that. Yeah, man. Don't hate on don't try hate on me or my style because you can't because you can't because you can't pull it off. Those were still my favorites, man. Still my favorites. But no, but what I was what what I wanted to say is, like I said, man, you know, we have a lot of uh, great urban uh, designers here in the city. You know, have you got an opportunity to, you know, to talk with these brothers and got a chance to build with some of them since uh, you, you know, since you, you know, doing your doing your thing, you know, now well, that, that you well, no, you're, that's, you're, that's, you're you're part of the movement yeah, now, you know. Well, well, I don't know if I'm part of it in their eyes yet. You know, I, you know, I'm just gonna be honest. You know, I haven't. I had, you know, I, I mean the promotion. I couldn't, couldn't, you couldn't, can't tell me by you, you couldn't tell <laughs> by the promotion because I look at, I mean, every day, man, you just have different models and different people wearing, <laughs> you know, and I don't see that as consistent on their pages, you know. So that. it just it I, looks it looked like, and this is what what I want to say, man, you know, because I don't think a lot of the the, the fans notice, but it looked like you've been doing this for like twenty years, <laughs> and right. I was surprised. That you told me that you have only really been doing this thing for how long? In less than a year that we Jesus actually Christ. that uh, we actually got the first thing in production, first product in production. But this, that's why I say, mate, you know, in DC, you know, you really have to pay your dues, and I just don't feel like I've paid my dues yet in the eyes of the pioneers. And you know, I know my time will come. Whether they, whether they're talking about it now, or my my goal is that everybody knows about it. That's one of my goals. Like I said, I just said on the other day, 
every time I find out somebody hasn't heard of decades free nostalgia, I feel like I'm not hustling. I need to hustle a little harder. Hey man, I you know saw I saw Bishop knows man. Hey man, Bishop. Hey Bishop. Yo, hey, man, yo, he, hold on. How did you link with Bishop knows man? Bro, I had I had been to his. Um, so a lot of people forget Bishop knows from the city, man. He's from the area. Yeah, yeah, I was introduced to him, and he had uh, he had a. Um, Church over uh, by uh, Landover. Landover, by yeah. Landover Station, and I had gone to him like three or four times. I was introduced to him the first time, and we hit it off because he fly. He fly. He, you yeah. know, he, he, yeah. he, he put. He has always put it on. That's a that's so, a you know yeah. I mean? he, that's a true DC OG man. Yeah, yeah. Know? So He's so plus, um, Bishop Bishop like that 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 white thing. He liked it, and, and I, I I you know I sent it to him. And uh, man, he put it on, and, and I knew he was gonna look like that. He in killed it, man. He I killed knew, it. He I knew killed he it. was going to look like he that. In it. It. I could envision him because the way it, it it's cut, I could envision him in that. And he did it, man. Yeah, he, he put that thing it. on. He killed it. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So I was just so grateful that he did that, and that he liked it. You know what I mean? He that, put this on his page. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, trust me, I shared. It. I shared, it. Yeah. and I, you know, I, and I just, man, I said, I knew he was going to look like. There's nothing better than, you know, being able to design something and see somebody in it, and you. I just, I just felt that he was going to look that way in it, and he, he, he did it. He knew how to. He had it zipped up the way I. I just knew he was going to do that because he, me, a fly dude, man. You know, what I mean, he, he puts it on, dress up or dress down. Yeah, and that's how all of us used to do. You know what I mean? So I nah, just nah, I still do. Don't yeah. get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. We can still do it. We still do it. You know. So now nah, that was that was dope, man. I saw that the other day, man, and yeah. and I feel like you know it's going to be a lot of nothing. It's going to be a lot of great things, man, coming out of this this, oh, no, this no. brand, man. I love how you attach uh the movement man as far as preserving the culture of dc oh, uh, with this actual brand i feel like that's genius in itself man, man I, I feel like it. a lot of other brands that's one of the things that stand that separates you you know like the museum I, have their art thing that they do as, oh, as far know, as how and, they call and you, and, yeah and, and you I have and you have your I, thing i make sure like you know i use my page to make sure that everybody is winning you know, uh, you know, I I posted the museum, I posted DDTP, I posted madness. I make sure that we all because see, I'm a, I'm a person that I was there doing this 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 era where you know we made some mistakes, right? That and you, and I, you're supposed to learn from your mistakes. I just feel like it's things that we could have did different, and, and we would have been in a better position right. as a whole. Right. Uh, than we are now, you know what I mean? So I just make sure I act on that, you right. know? And that's why I give I give love to everybody. Like the museum, like it's funny. One one post with the uh, museum guys, I, um, I, my, my uh, one you like, the uh, cream um, uh, yeah, corset. Right. I, like I had put that together on a post and put it with the uh, museum. No, those uh, off-white felines. That they I got that. collaborated with. I, I had wanted to have both of them, man. I wanted yeah, to have both they, of them. You know, it was a perfect look. And I said, man, y'all need to put this together. Y'all, if y'all finding this something difficult for this to hook up with, hey, here you go right
Now you also, man, you know, you also stir up a little, stir up a little controversy every now and then, you know. How is that? How, how you know? How you do you balance? To. How do you balance having a platform, you know, such as yours, man, a brand, but you don't want to compromise your integrity as a man because you know a lot of times we look at these um, brands and we 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 want to market our stuff to everybody. But you also have a platform and you have a voice and there's certain things that you see that you know that isn't right. So, you know, talk about how do you go about like balance that man well, to the point where it doesn't affect your bottom line. I, I, okay. Truth, as we all know, let me fix this seat. As we all know, truth hurts, but truth is king. So you, you know, people might get emotional about hearing the truth about something. Right. But I always choose to live in the truth because it's like you just said, you know, you're compromising. You should never compromise yourself to make someone else happy. Right. Because if they can't be happy with what you are coming with with you you know with you you might your truth might not be their truth mm. so you can find out what their truth is and you can come to a happy meeting if you feel like this is your truth that's fine but there are some things that are just true the sun is going to come up tomorrow we we have known this since we've been on the planet that the sun is a nighttime and a daytime mm -hmm. it's going to get dark at night is gonna get light in the day. That's a truth. So if you have someone saying, oh man, that's a conspiracy theory that the sun is gonna come up. It, you know, it might not come up tomorrow. Then, you know, you're dealing with something that's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> so what I do is <clears throat> when I speak on something, I make sure that it's healthy. I try to, it's been so many times that I've had to revamp the way I say something. I, I'll say it, I'll write it and then say it to myself. And that sound, and I like, if I say this, it's gonna throw off my point. Right. So I don't wanna throw off my point. So let me say this in this way. I'ma still make my point the way I wanna make it, but I'ma just say it in a different way. So it won't, people won't focus on getting thrown off of the main point, if you feel what I'm saying. Okay. So, there are some people, It's a, you have to deal in reality. The reality is, we have become watered down in society. Like we were talking about earlier, you had to have thick skin to even walk in your junior high school <laughs> homeroom. Right. But it was all in fun. Right. You know what I mean? And if honestly, I never even ran into somebody that really cried. Like, oh man, they're talking about me. I never experienced nah. that. So so you know, it's not easy for us to deal with because we just look I mean, you're a little bitch, man. Right. You know what I mean? So so you know it's not easy for us to deal with it because we yeah. just yeah, we can't relate to that because we're not used to it. But some people, you know. I just feel like they, you know, now is everything is a sensitive area and that's, that's fine, but it still has nothing to do with the truth. Right. 
your emotions aren't the truth. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? You can get emotional about something, but that doesn't mean it's going to change the truth. You feel you that? You know, do, do you feel like, you know, people are ignoring certain agendas that are being pushed? You feel like, you know, the people that make excuses uh, for a lot of the emasculation of, you know, men, black men, it's a, um, it's a and, and the hyper, the hyper, uh, 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 masculine behavior that we're seeing from our women and the feminine uh uh energy that we start you know that we're seeing from our men do you you know what's your whole take on that you know well well being from dc now I, I spoke on this we came from an era and people in dc that grew up in dc are very unique and I, me being in other towns and cities and states, I, I see differences in how we look at things and how they look at things. So you have a whole world out here that looks at something different than the nation's people from the yeah, nation's, the nation's capital. We oh, don't give yeah. a f we don't give a fuck, Malak. Don't give a fuck. Right. If you want to dress up as a woman and call yourself a woman or whatever that's your business we don't care we're not going to judge you we might laugh at you or talk about you but at the right. end of the day we would give you a hug at the same time you understand now what has happened is once you start once you begin to deny our struggles and try to replace our struggles with your fight Mm -hmm. Because see, evolution, there is no such thing as evolution without struggle. I keep saying the same. If you want society to evolve in which you consider evolving and into accepting who you choose to be, you have you're gonna go through a struggle. There is no way you think we we are still as black people, we are still fighting for rights mm -hmm. in this country. Right. So what the fuck makes you think that you, cause you wake up and you decide you're a man and you decide to be a woman that you're just going to skip over uh -oh. all the struggle. Uh -oh. And then, then, then the other part of that is we're sitting here not looking at women who create life. If we have known we came out of a woman and we know that we can visually see women creating life what makes you think that we're gonna accept you and your you have the same biological uh, uh tools that we have okay what makes you think that we're gonna replace you for that woman and say that you're a woman yeah that's what it's that's what it look like is going well, you can't. You can't. Yeah, it look like that's what they're trying to push. That, 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 you know, if you that's how I take it when you when you're telling me to accept you as who you are. Yeah, no, no, I accept. I accept that you feel that you are that, and that's way. okay. We, but I personally, I don't have. You can't make. Someone, I don't accept that's who exactly. you are because if look, I did, you know, we got to look in the mirror and say and deal with the reality that we are black every day. 
Right. And there be it might be some people in this world that don't like black people. Can't change their mind. We can't make them like us. Nope. Okay. So it's no different with that. You is some people that may not like men becoming women. And you can't make them like that. And that's where that ends. I don't think you have to make white. I don't think you have to make people like black people, to be honest. And you can't. That's I, where think, that I just want a fair. I just it's want not, my rights. It, don't it, it, not, it, don't prevent. Don't prevent me from being able to provide for my family. You don't have to like me, but just respect me when you see me. And that's what this has. That's become. all I ask. That's where this has become. You know, a shit show. For the lack of a better word, because once you go down, that's a slippery slope. That's a slippery slope because once you start taking people's rights to, you know, these these are innate rights. You know, me these are rights. You, you say, okay, right. you know. You, you start messing with, like you said, people's livelihood and, you know, how they feed their family and they could, all because of a gender situation. A that's a slippery, that's a slippery slope we're going down. And honestly, I, I you know, that would call, it's going to cause mayhem eventually. You know, that's where people become violent, you know, and we, it, we already live in a violent country. Right. You know, it's where you, you know, I just see violence at the end of the day with that. And I, I think, you know, we, you know, it, it needs to stop. It needs to, we have, and I feel- It's I disingenuous. Feel like it, to me, it just comes off being very disingenuous because there's so many, there's so many holes in this mm -hmm. um, whole agenda, this whole uh, analogy yeah, that they try it, to use. It's so obvious yeah. that it's, you know, it's just um, being pushed, you know what I mean? And, and, and like, a, Dave Chappelle again. He's from the. He's a homie. Went to school. With Dave Chappelle sister. speaking. Yeah. He's really just telling the uh, his his the truth about right. how he views that. He didn't say anything wrong. He had but a you, friend. He had exactly. he has friends that are transgender. But you know, you the know funny. what I mean. So so when when you gotta make up something. To, to to have an argument, he wasn't even the right person. You, I can go find you a list of people that really fucking hate. That. I, I, that's you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. that was the wrong one. That's yeah, why that's that's why it seems that it's a losing battle. Oh yeah, oh the people got to learn how to when pick Netflix when Netflix is telling you that they y'all if y'all want to walk out, see you. You got to learn how to pick your battles. Yeah, and that was a battle that they that wasn't a good one for them. You know what I mean? So it, I I, I'm it. not saying they shouldn't fight. I'm not saying that they shouldn't fight, but just you got to choose your battles wisely. And that wasn't a wise one because he didn't say anything wrong. And if anybody evaluates, if this if this, if this got to court somehow, a judge or the Supreme Court, it's, it's the Supreme Court is going going to evaluate what Dave Chappelle said, and he's going they're going to come back and say, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Right. It wasn't malicious at all. At, at all. You know, so you know that's that's how. No, that's I, why you know. That's when you know an agenda is being pushed because yeah. if it does not fit exactly 
uh, the narrative that you're trying to push and paint, then you're 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 being you're you're showing hatred. You know Absolutely. now you and it's like no, nah, we can't do that. We're not going to allow this 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 group to to bully people. You know, we're not going to allow them to push whatever uh, you know push their like. Because at the end of the day, people want to make it seem like it's hatred, but it's uh, like we don't <laughs> like these people. Certain people, like you said, they just have a problem with the alternative lifestyle. We all have different lifestyles. We all have different things that we like. Certain people like them. Certain people don't. We just got to see. We don't like people that. Some people don't like people that smoke cigarettes. Some people don't like. It's going to always be dislikes and likes. I mean, are we supposed to cry about everything? No, that's that's, that's what that called. That's why I said that's a slippery slope. Yeah, like we you know. are we supposed to cry about everything and, and try to change the Appease laws everybody yeah you know yeah. it has to stop it's something yeah. and yeah. I, I believe i believe we're heading towards i i think they they might their their run it might be cut short I, me too i, I feel i feel you know the same mean? way and because I, the vocal I, minority like the ones that's really exactly. the people have spoken yeah they have we are siding with Dave. Yeah, but no the doubt. but the media, you know, which is ran, which, which is which is you know, it ran by Hollywood. <laughs> they're still trying to paint these, you know, they still want to hold on to this stuff. But I'm like, and it's funny how the media work because the media can paint one thing and the people and the actual story be a totally different absolutely concept, you absolutely. know. So it's just interesting man seeing you know a platform like you touching on that because you know um a lot of these other platforms you know a lot of these other brands they didn't so and i get it you know they're bigger they've been around for a while or whatever but you know i just hope you know as you continue to grow that you continue to speak out on certain things man because you know the way that you went about doing it i like the way that you you went about doing it because it wasn't with malice man you did it very um eloquently you know, I love the way you, how you articulate yourself, man, and, and and I feel like you know it resonated with the people, man, and I, and I also feel like that's going to make us love what you what you represent as far as the uh, the, the clothing line more. Yeah. I you appreciate know? that, yeah, yeah, so. and it's it's like you know that that's why I love I love being from born and raised in the District of Columbia because it when you when you begin to see how how other places operate, right? Like you you like damn you you. you you kind of feel like you can walk around with your head up high because like damn you know well well i don't get down we ain't have to deal with it that this shit is is minute like why y'all even talking about that you know it, it doesn't affect but that's how we are man coming from dc <laughs> we come from like i'm from the yeah. dc where if you yeah. wasn't from dc you was a bama yeah <laughs> oh that nigga, you atlanta bama oh that bama yeah. yo he one of new york bamas yeah <laughs> he one of oh he hey, oh he from chicago oh he a bama yeah that's true like that's, like, true. that's the dc i'm from man yeah, and i feel true. like you know we losing the soul of the city man we losing yeah. our identity yeah you know and so that's, it's, that's it's great I, it's great to see pages like yours man yeah. platforms like yours clothing like the whole that whole thing that you got going on man i love yeah, I, I love it that, i love it i appreciate that bro no yeah. doubt no doubt <laughs> well look man We've been going on almost three yeah, hours, man. Yeah, yeah, this, this, cool. I might have to make this a part two. You know, this okay. is, I, I told myself I retired from the two hour interviews, man, but yeah. I already knew 
Once I get the brother on, man, we gonna have some shit to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I already knew it was gonna go you down. Know so we covered, we covered a lot, man. I hope I didn't leave anything out, but if I oh, did, man. you know, I will, I would love to bring you back on for, oh, for oh, another, no for another interview. Uh, maybe I can have my co-host. Uh, she was out, she was sick uh, this yeah, evening. For sorry, those who are probably wondering where she's at, and you know, hopefully she gets better. But uh, brother, it's been an honor to have you on, man. Likewise, man, I, I, I truly appreciate you. And that's like, you know, I've turned down um, some folks, but when when uh, when I found out that I could uh, get on here, man, with you, man, I said I got to do this because I just I have I love the way you operate, man. Thank Your show just, from the first time I saw it, man, I was like I was, I just was because I'm you know I'm a I don't know if you know this is what I've been doing. I've been doing the quiet storm. Uh, oh yeah, Saturday. yeah. And so, like, you know, I know everybody you get on here. Like, yeah. you know, you get Shelly Murdoch and people like that. I'm like, man, this, you know, man, I can feel that because I'm like, yeah. where, did, where have these people been, first of all? And then how did you get these people on here? Like, you know, I love it. I love it. And keep Thank doing you. what you're doing, bro, because you, man, you are just is instrumental in the community, man, and, and it's it's a good feel. It's just a good feeling, man. Oh, and uh, you know to see that these people are still around, and then you know you having these conversations with them, man. This dialogue, no doubt, man. Yep. Well, look, I'm I'm honored coming from you. That means a lot, man. I know I'm yeah. headed in the, you know, I'm headed in the right direction, man. Yeah, so right. I, just, I just feel like we just continue, you know, uh, continue to just build and. I love what you got going on, man. I know it's gonna be successful, man, because you're a hustler. You know yeah, what I'm man. Yeah, hey, man. Hey, look, man. I got to 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 the day I'm gone, man. I got some. Yeah, no. That's what I call living. You know, right. it's you know people. Some people have their vices. You know, they travel, blah mm-hmm. blah, overseas and that. Look, man. I call living, man. It, building that generational wealth, man. It's like we are a family business at the end of the day so you know i want my son i mean we, we've created a monster i i, I you know I, I gotta look at that like that you know he he appreciates that quality and that that retro look now so like you know what i mean so it, it's just but for him to know I, we keep him involved with everything we do you know sometimes we have assembly lines in here me him and the wife and when we get these products together and stuff like that he knows about teach them about finances and oh, yeah. You know, yeah. business credit and things like that. Oh so, yeah, definitely. I just um, got my daughter, uh, you know, just got her on her little debit card. And, yeah, I'm telling you, man. So yeah. it, it, it makes a big difference. And, you know, I just wanted him to be able to have things that I didn't, you know, I wasn't privy to at the time when I was right. his age. So uh, oh, it's, it's definitely, man, that, that generational wealth is so important to us, you know, yeah. and just to be able to see him able to take over something that we created you know is is that, that that's winning for me that's oh, winning. Well, look man it's been an honor i can't say it enough man it's been an honor i'm a lockout <laughs> reef man i got dc ambassador curator <laughs> author clothing design clothing man. i mean just just man. fashion <laughs> guru the homie man good dude all around man the one and only mustafa tariq man it's it's been a pleasure bro man, man so man thank you so much much love bro i no appreciate doubt. you no doubt thanks for I'm signing me. out man y'all take care and have a good night good night man all right brother Three weekend. you do the same brother all right brother